Oh, hi. How you doing? Talon Williams, Movement Radio, Pro Wrestler. There's Jerry. Get your ass over here, brother. Let's have a conversation. What's up? What's going on? (laughs) Well, my guest has been introduced. So let me introduce myself, Jerry Anderson, a.k.a. Jerry Leonard, host of Chronic Conversations and Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, as you just heard, my guest today is Talon. Um, I think you're big enough now where we can just go with Talon. No, that's fine. <laughs> just, just, just one, but just I, one I, name I was, like Madonna or Staying Prince. Yeah, Staying Prince. Sometimes the name says it all. I feel like I at this so. point you're veteran enough and you've been around enough that we just need to call you Talon. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, but I like to keep you know Williams. You know, that, that, that's pretty cool. You know, Talon Williams. Yes, that's sir. right. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, let this water. It's Aquafina, ladies and gentlemen. but they're not paying us nothing, so get yeah, whatever water you want. We yeah, don't exactly. care. Fuji. <laughs> no, thank you for having me, man. It's really cool that you invited me on here, man. I do appreciate it. Yes, and uh, uh, as he mentioned, he's a pro wrestler, a stand-up comic. He does stand-up comedy from time to time. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> podcasting, uh, movement radio. Um, you've seen Chip on the show. Um, you've heard him talk about talent in the in the podcast before. Um, <laughs> so we'll break those up and go one-on-one. You're still... Wrestling, you're still putting in the miles. Still, act, still actively wrestling. Still actively wrestling. Um, is there anything coming up for you in particular? Any any bookings or anything you want to? Nothing push before. Nothing in the month of February. Um, I'm dealing with some uh, off, you know, off the field stuff. Pretty much, uh, you know, my uh, I, it ain't no shame. If anybody follows me on social media, then they know my uh, my mother passed away. Thank you, brother. Um, you know, so I've been dealing with that, trying to help out my dad and my sister in that regard. Um, um, but I've been taking it a little bit slow. Like I'm kind of like wrestling's weird now for me because it's 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 not my life anymore. If that's because mm-hmm. when I was younger, you know, it's like I, all I want to do, like I want to go this show, I want to go that show, I want to wrestle this guy, I want to be over here, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like sometimes I just you know. Spend time with my kids, man. Spend time right. with my family, you know. Um, now, the, now I do uh, still wrestle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact, March fifth um, is going to be uh, my return back to uh, Athens, Tennessee, for Ego Pro. Okay. Uh, finally, I finally get a match that I want. <laughs> not that other promote, not that other promoters didn't give me matches that I wanted, but uh, uh, I get a chance to wrestle Trevor Young. Oh, I've been nice. Wanting, I've been wanting a one-on-one match with him for a very, very long time, and. You know, I think it, it's it's so strange because as polar opposites as we are, mm-hmm. we do share a common bond. We both love wrestling, and I think that we've been put. I've been wanting to wrestle Trevor for years. You know, yeah. now that I'm finally getting that opportunity on the fifth of March uh, for Eagle Pro, and then the following week on the twelfth, March twelfth, uh, I'm going to be back at All Star Championship Wrestling, McDonald, Tennessee. Okay. Um, that's uh, I don't know who I'm wrestling there. I do remember at the last show, and I'll shout him Look, out. Look, I'm going to miss you because I'm going to be there in February. Yeah, you're going to be there. And, and right. then you're going to be there in March. Why is it we're on the he's, opposite? He's running from me. <laughs> he was like, wait, Jerry Anderson's working on February? No, I can do March, though. <laughs> no, nah, well, there, well, there's a reason I'm not going to be there on yeah, the 12th. Yeah. My, yeah, of course. Uh, it's the, um, I hope I get this right, uh, it's the 12-year anniversary of me and my wife being together. So, you know, I wanted to you know, kind of have that day kind of set to the side, you know, that we can, you know, spend the yeah. day together or whatever. Um, and, you know, her birthday was just this past. Uh, Which is good because nobody week, so. sacrifices uh, more than the wrestler than, than their family, their wives, their kids and things like that. Man, so. it, t- it takes it takes a special breed, man. It, it really does. does. And just I'm, to put up with this period. Oh, really. my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I remember, I think it was a meme a long, long time ago. There was this one meme where the top picture was a girl saying, 
you know, before you get married and the girl's uh -huh. like, have a great show, baby, steal the show. After you get married, where the fuck are you? Why ain't you home yet? You know what I'm saying? Not, my, I thought my, my you wife, said, my wife ain't I thought you said you was third match. <laughs> you said you was third match. No, I said, <laughs> I said after the interview, baby. Yeah, after, after the interview. After, no, after intermission. After, after intermission. intermission. After intermission. After intermission. The third match after intermission is normally like semi or main, if you really think about it. So, and normally they're used to me uh, introducing my co-host and beautiful wife Jen. She is in there again, sacrificing and making us some grub because, uh, <laughs> yes. as you can see, we're both about to whittle away to nothing. And if we turn sideways, you wouldn't see us. So, no, need some protein. Yeah, a little bit. But now, granted, I've, but only a little bit. Well, granted, I've I've, uh, I've actually uh, lost thirty five pounds since last October. Shout out to Sean Thompson. Uh, you know, he's Sean Thompson's really personal right. training. Um, he is right. one of the sponsors of our show, and he, when it, whether it comes to personal training or nutrition or any kind of health needs, really, yeah. um, he's the one you need to go right. to. And right. the only reason why, like, I haven't been able to go to him lately is just because of you know a financial situation that I wasn't being able to, um, you know, angle as much. Is it raining? It is. Oh my it God. is. <laughs> and sometimes it'll get really loud, and we'll have to talk over the rain. It's really fun. Usually during podcast things happen like really loud rainstorms, dogs barking, babies crying, things like that. Y'all got a baby in the house? And this is <laughs> no, that's the that's the scary thing about oh, it. Jesus, no, that's, yeah. Are you sure you don't have a haunted uh, house, Gary? I'm not sure. So because uh, I'm convinced something's going on with our house. Yeah, because we because we because it's been um, matter of fact, this month will be a year since we bought our house, mm -hmm. and my son would come to me sometimes and say, "Daddy, I think somebody's in my room." What are you talking about? And you go in the room and everything's fine. And then, you know, you lay him down. You go out in the hallway. The door shuts. Like, who shut the door? It wasn't me. <laughs> who shut the door? You know, and we hear loud banging sometimes in the middle of the night. My, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my uh, my wife's sister, who's living with us right now, she, she audibly heard, like, her son call her. Uh -huh. But he's in another state. So oh, it's like, my. you know, like, yes, yeah, so we've heard some stuff. Some I've had some experiences, but luckily no, none of the scarier experiences, though at some point in time we're going ghost hunting, and I'm sure I'll have plenty of a chance to experience that. But well, I've had an experience. Well, you, tell me about your paranormal Let experience. me, well, here's, here's, here's the strange things about my paranormal experience. Um, I was working at the Tennessee Aquarium, and Around the one side of Tennessee Aquarium, there's a little smokers area. Well, I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette. Yep, smoking bad kids. <laughs> Just say no. Just say no. Um, but no, I'm sitting there back smoking a cigarette, and this 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 big dude comes around the corner and he's wearing army fatigues. Mm -hmm. He sits down next to me. He goes, Hey man, can I have a cigarette? I'm like, Yeah, sure. I physically gave this person a cigarette. He mm -hmm. took maybe two hits off of it, set the cigarette inside the ashtray that was right there next to the bench, and he goes, All right, man, thank you. I'm like, all right, buddy, see you later. And I didn't. Uh, the only thing I remember about him is that his last name was Elgin. Like, okay. that's the only thing I remember was the word was Elgin. He walked away. I got done with my cigarette. I got to go back in and finish up my work before I leave. I walk around the corner, and I don't see this guy. So I'm thinking, damn, he must have ran and tried to catch up with somebody. Like, I don't know. A right. couple weeks, a couple months later, some time went by. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly remember what. Um, But we're throwing away old newspapers. Mm -hmm. And in one of the newspapers, one of the the the, uh, the twine that they used to wrap the newspaper, it busted. Yeah. So we got newspapers all over the place. Right. So I go to pick up a couple of these newspapers. Well, I picked up one paper, and it had folded to the obituary section. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this obituary, and it says Reginald Elgin. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm like, whoa. So it was something recent. 
No, no, no. This no. was years, years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Well, I looked at him and I was, I looked and I was like, I could have swore I talked to this guy just, just a couple of weeks ago, and the, and the guy that I was with said, dude, there's no way you talked to that guy a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure I talked to that guy a couple of weeks ago. He goes, Talon, that paper's like eight months old. Oh wow. I said, you're fucking with me. He's like, no, nah, man, that's like eight months old. I looked at the date and I was like. No, dude, I talked to this dude, you know, and I've tried looking up the name. I've looked up Reggie, Reginald Elgin. Like, I couldn't find, like, no, no, no proof that this person, right. I'm like, right. I'm like, so who did I talk to? Like, right. that was, dude, it was the, I was convinced that day, ghosts are real. You know what I mean? And maybe not ghosts from the standpoint that, I mean, the, the spooky ghosts that you see on, like, you know, television shows and stuff. Right. But I think that. And maybe this is just me speaking from my personal beliefs. Right. I believe in angels and demons. Mm -hmm. I believe an angel can manifest itself into a loved one, and I believe a demon can manifest itself into something that's way worse than what you probably would want to think about. You right. Know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, so I had, and I've been on Ghost Hunt. Shout out to Kelly Miller, by the way. We went on a couple of Ghost Hunts with him uh, down to, uh, I think, Alaska, I think is where we went. Um, and we got there, and it was a whole bunch of us. It was me. Uh, Kelly Miller, mm -hmm. uh, Logan Chase was with us that night, I believe. West Blaze, Brian Rivers, and then there were these two other people. They were like friends of Kelly. They were like ghost hunters and stuff like that. And you know, I was, I was like, can we like say like a prayer before we go into the cemetery? Much, you know I'm saying? surprised you didn't scare the ghosts off. <laughs> just tell you. I don't know, man. I mean, we we took we took pictures. Uh -huh. and we did the whole thing. Now we. For, for whatever reason, like we smelled sulfur out of nowhere, and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, is that sulfur? Repent, repent, you know. Like, right. I was like immediately like freaking out. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's the cool thing about because when we started doing on movement radio, when we started doing movementradio.us, by the way, um, that's the website. Um, when we actually did, um, started with the episodes, like we, mm -hmm. we sent a poll out, uh, and we were like, these are the two episode ideas that we have we can either do haunted places in America. Or we can do uh, cult classic movies. The response oh. to that was overwhelming. Seventy-eight percent voted for Haunted Places in America. You, you know, I would have too. That's what I would have voted for. But honestly, the other idea sounds great too. And I hope at some point in time y'all have a chance to explore that because oh yeah, that's that's another thing that's just you know yeah. my cup of tea. Yeah, for and, sure. And the and the thing is, when we started doing the the hauntings of like we started doing research and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I looked at Chip and I was like, bro, there's way too much for us to, to, to talk about. Like, there's, I mean, we could talk about this haunted place and that haunted place. Right. But I feel like we would be doing the podcast a disservice if we left off a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then that's when Chip had the broad idea. Hey, let's make it a series. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so we came up with the name, The Hauntings of, mm -hmm. and dot, 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 let's see, whatever. Um, and then have it the hauntings of Alabama, hauntings of Alaska. You know, we just go, nice. you know, we, we just go in alphabetical order by state. Mm -hmm. And that rolled into being probably one of our most successful. Probably it, me personally, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, that we've done. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, like I like doing we talk wrestling. I like right. doing something about sports. I like doing our list when we do like list. Shut up. Like I like doing lists and things of that nature. I like mm -hmm. we uh, we started we started a series called Who You Got, where it's like a bracket style. You know, um, we we have an evening with which we have guests come on the show and stuff like that. Right. Uh, we have rock retrospective. Where we talk about a rock band, you know, different rock bands. We've only done four episodes of that though. We did Shine Down, Lincoln Park, Lint Biscuit, which is our most popular episode. Oh, I talked with Chip. How about the that. hell 
did Limp, the, the, did the Limp Biscuit episode become our most popular episode? <laughs> it's like, one of those things because I'd actually, the, the, what brought that up is I was asking him because I was like, some of my episodes that, that I don't expect to hit will like do these big numbers sometimes. I said, you ever have an episode that surprised you? And that's <laughs> when he brought that up. And it, it it is neat sometimes how maybe something you're like, maybe something you're excited about and you're like, oh, this one's going to, you know, a lot of people are going to see this one and it doesn't get the numbers as this other one does. It's it, it, it's neat because it's always such a learning experience to, to try to find where the trends are and what your audience wants to see, especially since, and I don't know how much trouble you have guys have had, but for me, it's been really hard getting feedback. Like whether I'm asking for constructive criticism or what you like, um, right. Any, any field of endeavor, whether it's podcasting, whether it's wrestling, mm-hmm. sports, you know, music, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you always want to have that constructive criticism. Yeah. You always want to have that feedback. What do you like? What What do you not like? Well, like as far as episodes go? No, or? I'm just saying in general, that's those those are the things that I'm looking for. Is, right. you know, what, yeah. what, each episode in general or overall about the show, I've even said things, you know, if you hate a shirt I wear, let me know. <laughs> Be like, I hate that fucking shirt and I will not watch an episode and have that shirt. Cool. Right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure some people are like, well, how's he wearing an L.A. Kings shirt? Like, <laughs> I like it, L.A. Kings. All right. Leave me alone. That's a good reason. Rescue's That's the goat. I don't care what anybody says. That's true. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you have to look at it because there are some episodes where we think, oh, man, this is going to be a banger, you know, and then it's mm-hmm. like we didn't really get that much. But then there's one that maybe we, it was a thrown together episode, you mm-hmm. know, and it did become one of our best, you know, like the Lynn Biscuit thing. I kind of had a feeling we were going to get some notoriety from it from the standpoint. I don't mean notoriety as if like we was going to like Fred Durst was going to go on the podcast. Right. Like, hey, if that ever happened, shit, that'd be the best episode we've ever done. Um, but no, I mean, from from the standpoint that, you know, it's it's trial by error, mm-hmm. you know, or really in, in most of our cases, in a lot of cases, trial by fire. Yeah. You know, because you because you have an idea and you want to take it to a certain place. And mm-hmm. the, the, the thing about having ideas, especially when you're in the, the, the endeavors like we are, mm-hmm. you always the ball is constantly rolling and it's yeah. very, very difficult to stop, especially when yeah. you have the ideas in your head. Because, you know, because even though like I mean, I am a talent on movement radio, but I, but but also you know, do a lot of research, you know, mm-hmm. like I would have, like, I'd be at work or something, then an idea would pop into my head and I'd immediately go to, you know, use my phone to go and, uh, you know, look up different stuff. Yeah. Hello. Pepper Jack or regular cheese? Pepper, pepper Jack. Was <laughs> they really say Pepper Jack? Okay. Um, but no, like you, like I would have an idea and I'm like, okay, let me go, let me, let me search just that idea. Mm-hmm. And then you do the idea and you would find like multiple different lists and stuff like that. And I'm like, that might be good for us to discuss. That might be good for us to discuss. We might be divisive on that one, so maybe we can throw that one into the conversation at some, you know. Right. And it's all about like trying to find ideas and stuff. Like there was one night, uh, I probably sent the group because me, Chip, and Roger all are in the group text together, mm-hmm. uh, along with Warren Sanders as well because he's a part of it too. Um, he don't he don't get to join us as much, but um, but yeah, I would I, I think I, I sent like fifteen different lists back to back to back to back to back. Like, hey, right. what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about that? You know, and they're like, slow down. I'm like, I can't slow down. This is yeah, what that's yeah, my you brain become is, obsessed with it. Well, know? here's the thing with, with my brain. Like if you said go go think of some ideas, I can never mm-hmm. do it. But when I'm not thinking of ideas, they're just constantly streaming to my brain. Um to the point to where, you know, sometimes it's I have more ideas than I have time to execute. Them. Yeah. And I have to be careful because I have a tendency to put uh, too many pokers in the fire, yep. so to say. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of it's timing too. And a lot yeah. of it's like, cause we do like, 
we, we and we've done it for a lot of different um a lot of different like celebrities that passed away like we like we did a kobe bryant retrospective right mm-hmm. after he passed away um and we said at the beginning of the episode like we had a different we came down here because at the time it was just me and chip and we were right. working this was back when we were working together mm-hmm. where we worked um but we would he would take his he would take his lunch break uh, at the same time, I took my lunch break, uh-huh. so we would go down to the little storage room area, and we would basically record the podcast on a phone about this big, yeah, with a microphone into it, and right. we, that's how we recorded like the first like twenty something episodes of the podcast was just it's crazy how it that. starts yeah. to, to, to how far it comes in so fast because I was looking back thinking it amazes me that I've only been doing this a year so far because you know I started on my Chromebook with just uh, right. Anchor. Yeah. And the microphone on the Chromebook. Right. You know, having that audio conversation to, you know, right. Like now lots camera. Yes. Action. Like, I, like, yeah. And, I, you know, I, like, I, I have a, I use a podcast addict to get on my podcast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and I listen to like, I mean, you can tell right here, I have a lot. Like I, I listen to the busted open That's podcast. I listen yeah. to you. I listen to your podcast, obviously. Uh, Gunnar Miller's podcast. I listen to his. Uh, if you like haunted stuff and like freaky kind of stuff, look at mm-hmm. that. Lore. Lore. Okay. Lore is a pretty cool podcast. I listened to them a couple of times. Uh, Brewster Teeth uh, podcast, a, off topic. You heard a lot. Last podcast on the left. Last podcast on the left. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, a, a girl that I used to work with, Brianna, she uh, she told me about that podcast. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, but I mean, like, even like, I, yes, I listen to my own podcast because right. sometimes you need to you, know, you have, have to critique. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we're already. If you would have told me we would be two hundred and fifty-two episodes in, right? Like I would be like, "No, nah, you crazy!" You like, there's no way we'd be that deep into it. But yeah. we've been doing it since. Because when you get started, you really don't know. No, you don't. You really don't. And it's it's strange because we. And I think I think what really sparked it. At least for me, at least and I was mm-hmm. I always talked about like you know, possibly doing a podcast and stuff like that. Right. It didn't really hit me to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And like we like me and Chip always talked about it. Right. I don't think it really clicked with us until we did the Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. When it was me and Chip on there with a with a JD, Tyler, and Jake. And um, you know, like we just had fun on that podcast. It was a mm-hmm. fun podcast to do. And we asked JD, like, you know, like like how do you how do you get started? Like blah blah blah. The honest answer he the, probably the honest answer he could have given us was like, just do it. Yeah, just don't don't yeah. think about it. Don't try to overestimate it. Don't try and to that is the it. best advice. Yes, because yeah. people will obsess over the equipment and this and that. Look, just get started first. Once you're started, because your ideas are, are what's going to sell the show. Everything else will make the, the things around it pretty, but it, but it's your creativity, your 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 guests, your things like that 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 are the the core of your show. Right, and it's helped me personally. On mm-hmm. personal level, it's helped me open up to have different discussions. You know, to be able different to have ideas. Like, yeah, but it. but but it's also a place where I can like speak my speak my truth, speak yeah. my mind. You know, um, from the standpoint that we have an episode. It's an, it's an early episode. I think it was like the tenth episode we did. It was called "One More Light in a Glass House." That's mm-hmm. what the because it was combining "One More Light" and "Glass House." Uh, it, was, it was two songs. One's by Lincoln Park and one's by MGK. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just put that together, and it, we it, we went down there to talk about one thing, and it ended up being almost like a therapy session. Yeah, for us because it was like what mean what certain music meant to us, and yeah. certain songs and different things like that. Um, like like the one there's this one song uh, by the band Red mm-hmm. um, called uh, "Him." I heard that name in a long time. Do I love <laughs> Do I love Red? Uh, and they have a song called "Him for the Missing," mm-hmm. and 
I listen to that song and every time I listen to that song, like it, it makes me feel, you know, it, it, it's an emotional song, you know, mm-hmm. because it's almost like, you know, it makes you, it makes you want to cry mm-hmm. so much so that like when we, when my mom passed away and they, they, we were getting like what songs they wanted us to play during her, um, mm-hmm. during her funeral. Uh, my dad's a big Elvis fan, so he picked mm-hmm. the song Memories by right. Elvis. Uh, my sister loves R&B music, so she picked Boys to Men, a song for Mama, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, that that was the, the I, I was trying to think of songs, and that was the only song that I kept coming back to right. was uh, Him for the Missing, because if you listen to the chorus of it, it's almost, you know, it, you know where it says, where are you now? Are you lost? Are you searching for me? Kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, when my mom passed away, that's how I felt. I felt lost, you know what yeah. I mean? And I could do it. I cried more in the past. I probably cried more in the past two weeks than I've cried my whole life, you know, right. uh, you know, because she was such an amazing person. And I don't mean to get it on this. I don't mean to know you're fine. But look, this, this show is all about that, man, because you're pushing through and, and you know, you're going to be on the other side of this. And there's a lot of people that need to hear that they can do that too. Right. Um, uh, we, we had a pretty deep conversation with Brad. Uh, they started out really deep. So, so, We'll just go with the flow and 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 talk about what you need to talk yeah. about. Brother. No, okay. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, my mom, you know, she was. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this funny story about my mom. I've, I've told it before several times to other people. I told them at the funeral home, and uh, you know, and uh, and shout out to Mamie Blow. I know she'll probably won't watch this podcast, but she's the one who did the uh, the eulogy, mm-hmm. beautiful eulogy. Um, but um, I tell the story about how like I have this weird. Ability to burp really loud sometimes <laughs> like i can elongate it i can make it louder i can make it guttural you know right well i would always sometimes scare my mom when i would burp well here well here, here's what happened so my dad's at work i'm in my room my mind i'm like 17 18 years old right mm-hmm. i'm in my room my sister's in uh no my sister was in the living room on the couch i, I keep getting the story messed up i keep thinking that she was in her room but she was actually she said she was in the living room and it happens so like, all right cool Mom was in the bed, her, her room, her and dad's room, uh, folding clothes, and her back is to the door. Okay. I got one room, and I walked out there, and I burped, and I scared her half to death. And she looked at me, and she goes, boy, I'm going to tell you right now, if you burp in my ear one more time, I'm going to beat you with whatever is in my hand. <laughs> I was like, all right, Mom. I backed away slowly. I went to my room again. Right. I got another Fair one game. brewing. Yeah, I got another one brewing. I think I'm going to go ahead and no. do it again because I'm a dumbass. I, I was going to ask if you were just really brave and really stupid. I didn't know where the well, line was. Well, the line. You might have stepped over just a little well, bit. Well, well, here, here, here's, here's the thing about sometimes bravery and stupidity, there is no blurred line. It just yeah, disappears. You know what I'm saying? So I walked out there again, and I burped. Halfway through the burp, my mom turns around with the swiftness of God. <laughs> Boom. And what she hit me with was a pair of my dad's boxer shorts. Oh. <laughs> they were gray boxer shorts. I believe they were gray because I've seen a blur. Uh, <laughs> they had this one little metal button that caught me right in the damn uh. temple. And the waistband said Notre Dame. Jerry, my dad don't like Notre Dame. My dad's not a college football fan. Hell, I don't even think he's seen Rudy. You know what I mean? So, and my mama literally hit me with these pair of boxer shorts like 20 times in three seconds. It was just bam, 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 bam. I'm on my hands and knees. Bro, bro, I was crawling (laughs) through the hallway on my hands and knees. My sister was laughing. My mama picked up a shoe, threw it at my sister. You got something you want to say? No, ma'am. I'm good, you know. And and that's what helped me get through that. The the funny stories that just helped me get through. Um, And 
like it's funny because it's almost like they were preparing us because that's that's just a mom thing to to get you through those times yeah you know and it's almost like those are the same things that uh, uh i would imagine that like you said you used to uh, you, you want to remember the best of somebody, which is hard to get to sometimes yeah. in the grieving process because you're so hurt by their absence. Um, oh, dude, there's still days I would like something would happen, or you know, whether you know, like an advancement, like wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I, I talked to my mom the Friday before she passed away, and mm-hmm. I talked to her for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and we were just going back and forth talking. I was making sure she was okay and stuff like that. Um, and cause she was in the hospital at the time. Um, and we were just sitting there talking back and forth and the last 10 minutes of every, it was almost every conversation I had with her, but the last 10 minutes of that conversation, we just talked about wrestling because it nice. was, cause it was Friday and she was watching SmackDown and, right. you know, one of the main reasons why I fell in love with professional wrestling was because of my mom. Yeah. My mom loved wrestling, uh, because her father loved wrestling. You know, right. her father died in 1980, um, six years before I was born. So I never mm-hmm. got to meet Papa Rooster. Um, that's what they called him. They called him Papa Rooster. Um, and, uh, you know, but I've loved wrestling because of the fact that my mom loved wrestling. It was kind of like a, it was kind of how we bonded a little bit, you know? Right, I mean? yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and not to say I didn't bond with my father. Either. Like me and my father, we bonded over video games and stuff. It's like, just I'm, different. Right. Yeah, it's, that it's that just, was just your and her mom's. Yeah. yeah. And um, she... <laughs> She loved Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose was her favorite, you know. Uh, she always loved Dusty Rose. Um, she liked Magnum. Uh, she hated Ric Flair. She hated Ric Flair's guts. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, she was a fan of she she loved the Road Warriors too. She liked the Road Warriors. She loved she loved Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. She loved Razor Ramon character. Um, she liked Rikishi. Rikishi was another one of her favorites. Um, but yeah, like, like that's how I fell in love with it. And I remember when I said I wanted to start training, I, um, I was 15 years old when I actually signed my life away to yeah. go wrestle. Um, I was 15 years old and my mom, you know, signed the papers and stuff, you know, saying, cause I was under, I was, I was under 18, right. you know, I had to get parents permission, trained for a year. You got to get mom to sign the death and dismemberment. Exactly. Waiver. exactly. Uh, you know, I trained under a year under Jerry McCoy. Um, and, um, I had my first match. Mom was there at my first match. And um, after the show, we're driving back home. We were living in Flintstone at the time. We're driving back home. And I looked at my mom, and I noticed my mom's crying. I'm like, Mama, why are you crying? And she goes, Talon, your papa would be so proud of you. You know what I mean? Because her daddy loved it. You know what right. I mean? Her, she remembers, she she, t- she would tell me stories about her daddy sitting in his rocking chair. Um, mm-hmm. And he would be watching wrestling. And she'd look at them like, <laughs> you know, like, doing, like trying to fill the fight with him. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, but that's how, that's how I basically fell in love with wrestling, you know, is, you know, and, 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 and I was a fan of wrestling, you know, on top of that, but I never really thought about like doing it. Like right. that wasn't something that I ever saw myself doing, um, until like, cause I watched the Ironman match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Right. The Ironman match was what kind of sparked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I looked back at my mom and I told her, I said, Hey mama, one day I want to do that. Right. Now listen to the word that I used. Want to mm-hmm. do that. Year and a half later, I'm watching the WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. Mm-hmm. I think you know what match I'm fixing to go here. This yeah. Ray Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, Mask versus Cruiserweight title. Yeah. That match to me, and I know we've had a lot of great matches 
since 1997, but in my heart of heart, that's the best match I've ever watched in my life, that Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero match. And after that match, I looked at my mom and I said, hey, mom. She's like, yeah, baby. I said, I'm going to do that. So it went from I want to do that to I'm going to do that. And it was all, and it was all, you know, which I still say to this day, I I, I still think Eddie Guerrero is one of the greatest of all time to ever do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For for me, like he hit all the marks on the paper of what a great wrestler needs to be. And a lot of people only pull one or two of those and they're lucky if they get to the top of that. But from gimmick to, to athletic ability, to look, uh, to promo skills, like, his his aura, his was, psychology, was, his yes, the aura, and, and, and I said this too, I, I, and I say it kind of in a, in a in a smiling way because like I have good memories of all of them. Mm-hmm. Four out of my five favorite wrestlers are all dead. Yeah, four of my five favorite. Yeah, because the only the only rough. the only one still alive is Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, Rey Mysterio has always been one of my favorites. Uh, but still the four, but the, yeah, but but the four that yeah, still kicking, crazy. Still kicking. His son's wrestling with him. Yes, that's crazy. No, that's um. Jim but the four them the first time the right. other night. Yeah, but the four that I considered a big influence were Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. Brian Pillman, mm-hmm. Owen Hart, and somebody who I can't name. Mm. Redacted. Redacted. Fuck it, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. <laughs> Murderer. I know, I know, I know. We've had a, a, a Rogers. We would have that discussion on. Sometimes we'd have that discussion on. We talk wrestling. Rogers like he didn't do it. He didn't do it. I'm like I. I don't know if he did or not. I wasn't there. It's you know whether he did or not. It doesn't take away from the talent he had in the ring. I guess it's definitely a difficult subject to approach, depending on what your views and opinion are on it. Right. But you can't take away the fact that when it came to pro wrestling, he was a fucking machine. Dude, he was a machine, and you can tell. I mean, going back, because I mean, like you like watch like old wrestling footage and stuff like that. Like you would see Dynamite Kid, and if you wasn't paying attention, you would think you saw a Chris Benoit match. Yeah, just by Dynamite because they had it's like they were they were so identical in their style, and you know, and Chris Benoit loved Dynamite. You yeah. know what I mean? So I mean, a lot of his style came from Dynamite. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of those. Uh, you know, it, that, that's just one of those things, man. I mean, it's like. You, you're influenced by so many different ones, you know right. what I mean? Um, and it, it, it saddens me that had Eddie Guerrero not passed away, and I was thinking this, man, had Eddie Guerrero not passed away, let's just say just for the sake of argument, Eddie Guerrero lived, okay? Yeah. Uh, see, he would be, he'd probably be in his 50s right now, you know, right. but at least, you know, let's just say he retired at 50, right? Mm-hmm. He was 38 when he passed away. Let's just say you give him 12 more years, 2005, so that means he, he would leave about 2017, something yeah. like that, which would be around WrestleMania 33, I want to say. Of all the talent that came through, if Eddie was still alive, could you imagine the matchups that could have took? You could have had Eddie versus Daniel Bryan. You yes. could have had Eddie versus CM Punk. You could have had Eddie versus Seth Rollins. Like, Eddie versus Kevin Owens, like there would be a plethora of matchups, right? That that would that I think would be amazing to watch nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, just because like Eddie Guerrero had one of those styles of wrestling where he could adapt to anybody's style. He could go yeah. out there with a Rey Mysterio, yeah, and then the next night go out there with a Brock Lesnar. 
You know and, what I mean? And those are the the, the best guys to, to work as well because those are also the guys that let you wrestle you. Like a lot of guys that come in there and they have this idea of a match that doesn't really include the you that you. Right. If that makes sense. Right. And it's like I, nobody knows how to do me better but than me. Exactly. Or or my gimmick better than me. You can't you can't give me that. I I have to. You know, and as long as you let me stay in my lane and you stay in your lane and we put those things together, that's when it's beautiful. And, you know, you know there's been a few that were really great. The Rick Flairs and Shawn, Shawn Michaels that, you know, could wrestle with the broomstick. But, yeah, Eddie Guerrero made people shine. And that, I think really that, did. And I think that's one thing about, like, I think that's one thing that I took from Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. as far as influence goes is that I want to be able to work with anybody you feel what i'm saying like i don't mm-hmm. want to be just the guy who i can only wrestle you know a old school thank you mm-hmm. like i can only wrestle like an old school style match or right. forearm headlocks right. you know drop down you know get in drills you know like i could, yeah i could go out there with somebody like a brad cash or i can go out there with somebody like a you know a uh a trevor eon you know yeah uh, but that that's my mindset was that i wanted to be Adapt, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That way, I can because when because when you can adapt to other people's style Styles. of wrestling, yeah, I think that I think that's a good trait to have. That you know? that was my one big weakness. Now, I if you again, if you let me work my style, I can fit it into anything you do. But I was never, I couldn't wrestle other styles. I wrestle my style, and it's right. like it's it's a little limited, but. I felt like that was kind of okay being a heel because it wasn't my job to shine or be cool. Right, or... exactly. Yeah, and, but and a lot of it, especially nowadays, I'm getting right now. Um, I think for especially for now, a lot of days, I think the line between babyface and heel is so blurred. So blurred is that you know because nowadays it's like there's no because I remember like back in the day if you listen to like older you know like wrestling podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that back in the day the heels regardless of how great of a wrestler you were as a heel, if the fans didn't hate you, you weren't doing your job. Right. Same thing was with was with the baby face. If you could be the worst wrestler on the and planet, Rick but Flair, if the people love you, they love you. Rick you know? Flair was the champion and he would go into towns and wrestle their champion and make those champions shine like they were the best wrestlers in the entire world. It's Even though he was crazy. Rick Flair, but Everybody wants to shine for themselves in the heel nowadays, and I get there's like a, a finer line, but I still think storyline-wise, it's easier if the roles are a little more defined. Um, I know people are more complicated, and there's not just good and evil, but I, I still like within that format this, the storyline of good versus evil, there's David very, versus Goliath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's very, it's very, very few and far between like the – the quote unquote like real heels. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you think like I say maybe right now the closest two right now would probably be the Miz and MJF. Yeah. Only because yeah, I agree. only from the standpoint the that only from the standpoint that they are exactly who they present themselves to be. Right. You know, if if, if you want to go if like oh, like live in the gimmick, if yeah. you will, which they'll tell you it's not this is who I am, right? You know? But then again, and, that's what you're supposed to say. You know you, what I mean? You are, so. and it and it is in the fact that it's a piece of you. People don't understand that it may not be your dominant trait, but right. that trait's within you, and you just take that trait in it's a little, and you take it out here, and you blow it up really big, yeah, and put it out there in front of, right? You. Because that's what that, that's what it is. It's, it's turned it's up to you, exactly turned up to hell. Sometimes people turned up to 2015, mm-hmm. you know, 2500 almost, you know, because yeah. it's just it's so much. Um, 
But from that from that from that standpoint, but but see the thing that you have to worry about whenever you get into those situations, mm-hmm. you know, like who's the you know who's the baby face, who's the heel, and stuff like that. The audience most of the time dictates that for you. Yeah, you know, if the audience is not really, and you have to if, let them. That's the thing. That's yeah. what pe- people forget, and I and I say this all the time ad nauseum, but the crowd is the other part of the show that just seems to be forgotten. Like the referee is very integral. The the uh, announcer is very integral. The wrestlers are very integral. But you know who else is integral? The crowd. Yes. They're a part of the story you're telling. You got to let them kind of help you because if you don't, then it's not fun for them. And isn't the whole idea to entertain them and give them a good time. Exactly. And I think another thing, too, is that but, but, but you also have to be careful in the sense because a lot of times the crowd can also take the fun out of it from the standpoint that I get it. You get those, they want to hijack. Crowds. They want to hijack. Or they I should say, some want to hijack. They want to be the show. They want the the shine on them. Right. But if everybody understands, and, and this is the guys in the ring too, if everybody understands that we're all really, nobody shines above mm-hmm. anybody else. We're all equal, and we all need to um, have a part in it, but not overcome it. Like you, right. You, it, it, it's like you know, there's a thing you don't want to give your referee all your heel heat. You don't want to. There's just certain things you don't do because certain things keep balance. Right. And, and that's to me is what is kind of missing in shows today overall is like is, is balance. But also knowing your audience. Yes. You know, knowing your audience is very you, important. You can go out there and you can put on. You can go out there and you can do like flips and dives and all that sort of stuff, and people are just sitting on their hands or they're on their phones. Right. You know, the thing about it is, is that people's attention span is so, so limited, so limited now yeah. compared to what it was. But also, I mean, and also you gotta understand, you know, pro wrestling, especially, especially on television now, pro wrestling is fighting not just now, nowadays is more of an arms race because, mm-hmm. you know, five years ago, there was no AEW, Right. you know, Ring of Honor was around, but it wasn't as prominent, you know, you know, TNA was still trying to get to be that next level but it didn't you know pan out so well right um not to say that impact wrestling's not doing good now i think impact wrestling's doing great right um but it's about knowing your audience because there could be some audiences and what i mean by audience i'm not talking about the vocal fuckers on the internet no not i'm not talking about those guys yeah now because like and that's like the people that i wrestle for mr and mrs walmart as our good buddy Al Snow, we pick that name up real quick. Uh, <laughs> as he would say, you know, is that you're wrestling for Mr. and Mrs. Walmart. The yeah. People who they work all week. All they want to do is come to a show and be entertained. They don't, yeah. they don't give a shit about backstage politics. No. They don't give a shit about any of the other stuff that's going on. And to be honest, I feel like, I feel like that's, I feel like it's the internet's fault from the standpoint that the oh, wrestling yeah. business, the internet, the information kind of age, well, it took away something from the business that it never should have allowed the internet to take away. The magic. The control. Yeah. Control over the storylines, control over who wins and who loses. Right. And control over how much information we're going to allow you to know. Because they can only tell you what you want. They can only tell you what they want you to know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But at some point, and this is where I get into confrontations with people on the internet, mm-hmm. when I, and I shouldn't. And me being me, it's like I, I have this like, if I think you're wrong, I gotta tell you. You right. know what I mean? Not in every case, but mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things, like if, especially if you're passionate about something, it's mm-hmm. like you're wrong. You want to why you're wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. Or if, at least I'll, I'll tell people, here's why I believe you're wrong. You may not believe the same thing I do, but let me present right. this to you. Think about it, process it, and then then make a decision. Right. Well, also at the same time, it's like, I may get heat for this, but I don't give a shit. I, 95% of the people on the internet who bitch about professional wrestling mm -hmm. have never stepped foot in a ring. That's, that's true. Never stepped foot in a ring. They are fans mm -hmm. who, if things aren't done the way that they want, oh, it's a shit product, or oh, it's a horrible product. It's WWE That's is the hold on a minute. WWE is the worst is is the worst it's ever been in like years. Yeah. Why do you still watch it? The Royal Rumble was amazing. The Royal Rumble, I mean, I watched it years. It was, was predictable, like, but it was amazing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like we we knew Brock Lesnar was we, the Rumble. I mean, that's yeah, just the way it is. If you've watched it for five minutes and been in the business as long as we have, though, it, it's hard for them to. That's why it's always so great when you get something like a pipe bomb or something that you know that you're not oh, expecting edgy. for us. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's why we enjoy it so much because we see most things right. coming. It's just there's a certain psychology logic to pro wrestling and. And you start to see Woody the patterns. Said, Hello, guys. Hello, Woody. Hey, Woody. Love, Love you. Buddy. Love you, buddy. Um, but but from that standpoint, and, and this is again, I I agree that anybody, if you want to have an opinion, you are mm -hmm. more than welcome to have an opinion. I have no problem with people giving their opinions, which right. is fine. But does that mean that somebody who's never stepped in a wrestling ring before? Does that mean their opinion is means has more weight, more, has yeah. more weight than somebody like you or me or anybody who's been right. in the wrestling business? No, mm -hmm. no. like because it, it's from a it's from a totally different perspective. And what I try to tell people when you watch wrestling, do like I do. See, I am a pro wrestler, but when I watch it, I watch it as a fan. I don't watch it as a pro wrestler. I don't watch it thinking about spots or or backstage stuff or this or that or the other i watch it like i do when i watch it with my little nephews or or my grandkids or watch it like you would with a five-year-old right you know i i still if i go to a show i i boo the heels i i cheer the faces i enjoy it like i'm a fan like that's what it's for to be entertained quit quit taking it so damn serious it's fucking pro wrestling yes but like the thing about it is though is that the majority of the fans mm -hmm. quit being fans and start becoming critics. Yeah. They are critical of a, they're critical of a business that they have no, what's the, what's the right word? They have no credibility. in. And, and this right. is what I mean, but like, again, it's like when I hear people talk about football and then I hear them say my team, I'm like, calm down, bro. You didn't suit up for them. This yeah. Time. Right. Well, like you're, you're a fan. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. You're a fan. I'm a fan. We're, we're all fans. We're all right? fans. We're all fans. Yeah. At the end but, of the day, just relax, man. It's, it's crazy though, because like, take it so serious. Yeah. Yeah. People do take it a little bit too serious. My whole thing is that not that it's not a serious business. That's not what I'm saying at right. all. You know that, but, but from that, from, but from that standpoint, from a fan standpoint, like, yeah, but, 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 but also enjoy yourself. I mean, yeah. But I think what it is that people have become accustomed to getting what they want thank you um people have become accustomed to you know to getting what they want and a yeah. lot of times when they don't give you what you want you get very frustrated but, mm -hmm. but here's the thing you know and i get live, that we live in a, we live in a day and age where i didn't see the first comment it's your wife applauding oh hey babe um the uh the crazy thing about having an opinion about something is like, what is an opinion? Mm -hmm. You know, Webster's Dictionary defines the word opinion as someone's personal feelings about a certain person, place, or situation. Okay. Right. 
But that's the dictionary definition. The true mm-hmm. definition of, a, of an opinion is the lowest form of human knowledge. Yeah. That is what an opinion is. And what's it, worse it doesn't is mean you're people, stupid. Right. It doesn't mean you're gullible. It people doesn't mean confuse you opinion about. with truth nowadays, and that's what really bothers me is a truth is a truth whether you believe it or not. Right. Whereas an opinion can change from person to person according to different variables such as perspective, whether you're male, female, all kinds of things. Right. The, the thing about it is, though, is that it takes very, very little information to come up with an opinion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't take any information to come up right. with an opinion. And people will just spout it all over the Internet and talk about it like it's the not truth. Not read the article. Not. They'll see the heading. They'll see the, the headline and then they'll they'll share it and be like, it's hey, like, look what I shared. You're like, look at me. I was the first. People are more focused on being first than being right in that situation. Yeah. You know, and you're like, that was from 2018. Right. <laughs> that was from 2018. But and the thing about it is, and again, like, for example, like, again, you can have an opinion, but does that mean your opinion carry the weight? You know, mm-hmm. like, just because you are a fan of professional wrestling doesn't mean that you have the, the mindset of people like, you know, like I can have, like, if you're a wrestler, mm-hmm. if you're a manager, if you're a referee, if you're a booker, a promoter, a valet, hell, if you're a security guard, you're a ring, you know, bell guy, or if you're a Whatever, you know, commentator, yeah. you know, like you're a part of the business. You, you are a part, part of the, the business. business. Yeah. And that's the advantage you have too, because you're both a pro wrestler and a fan. They're only a fan. So you actually have two perspectives, whereas they only have theirs. Right. And I know a lot of people will probably sit there and say, well, hold on a second, Talon. You're a fan of the Miami Dolphins. You criticize the Miami Dolphins sometimes. I know you criticize because they uh, fired, they fired uh, Brian Flores. How can you tell, how can you have an opinion about the Dolphins when you've never played it down the NFL? You know what? That's a good point. I haven't played it down the NFL, but you know what? I've played football before. Right. I know what it's like to throw a football, catch a football, tackle somebody, get tackled myself, get back up, have dirt right. in my face. I know what that at feels like. At least at like. some level, yeah. Right. Like, this board's like, okay, say you wanted to be a doctor, okay? Mm-hmm. Say you want to be a doctor in the medical field. You have to go to school for seven years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Sometimes longer. I think anesthesiologists have to go for like 12 years or something. Right. Now, once you once you graduate from medical school, are you a doctor? Nope. No. No. You have to then go do residency. Why? Because when, when you go through medical school, they give you the information. Mm-hmm. But you don't have the experience to go along with it, so that's so that's not knowledge. It's just information. Once you yeah. get the experience, you're so not, there's you so much naivety. No, it's like in pro wrestling. You know, you train for however long, six months, two years, however long it takes you to train before you step right. in front of that crowd the first time, and you step in that crowd the first time, and that's really when your training and learning start because you don't really have a concept except how to athletically do things, right? You have to be in front of that crowd and see how they react to each thing before you start to learn what your 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 path is, what your you know where you're headed. Right. I mean, I've seen matches with guys. It's the first time in the ring, mm-hmm. and athletically they were good. They they were hitting all the spots, and you know, bumps were pretty. Bump, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. But but it didn't mean anything. Why right. didn't it mean anything? Because they didn't put moves together in a sequence that made people have an emotional connection. Right. When you go out there to wrestle, you have to make them people emotionally connected. You want them to, to resonate with what you're saying. Yes. Immersion. Mm-hmm. That is the key word there. Immersion. You have it's to a mass hypnosis, them. almost like stand-up comedy. Like we're all in this together. We're all we're all method acting. But but well, 
some cases, and then, and then you get the case like Carlos Mencia when he's stealing jokes from people. Right, that's a yeah, different that's story. A whole different thing. Him, Dane Cook, that one guy that I seen at the comedy catch that was doing Arnez J shit. Oh um, no. yeah, that that debacle. I didn't say nothing to him. I mean, I didn't say nothing to him. My sister pointed out. She goes, Arnez J said that. He was like, Y'all have a good night. You know, <laughs> like, got the stage. <laughs> yeah, go Lily. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, like again, we we're living in an age where I think people have too much influence mm-hmm. especially with social like social media man is social media is a gift and a curse mm-hmm. it's a gift from the it's standpoint a necessity that it's a necessary evil for sure necessary evil. Yeah. unfortunately you can you can reach out to people that you haven't seen in a long time catch up with old high school friends you can mm-hmm. promote your stuff and things of that right. nature but then there's the other side of social media where everybody has an opinion and 99.9 yeah. percent of them don't know what the hell they're talking about right and that's the that's the thing that sucks about social media. And for the most part, people can. And again, you throw your opinion out there. Mm-hmm. God forbid you have a disagreement with somebody, or they'll try to cancel you, or they'll say that yeah. you're a horrible human being, or that's, whatever. See, that's the part of it that I hate. Is why? How can they not? It seems so logical to me to to realize that basically, I'm doing something you don't like, so you think I should be canceled. But if you do something I like, then it doesn't count because then I'm oppressing you. That That's not how that works at all. Right. Well, I mean, I don't get too far deep into the political. No, like I, I tried to stay away know, from that, too. Because there'll be people like I would be like in the break room at lunch and uh, two guys, one one person's on this side. The other person's on this side. One's red, one's blue, one's demo, yeah. one's repub. Yeah. And, just, they just bye, 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 bye. and I'm like, like, shut the fuck up. Right. I don't care. Yeah, you know, cause, and literally that's my mindset. Like, I don't care. I mean, yeah. I'm, whether, whether here's the thing: whether you vote Democrat or Republican, whether you're a liberal or you're a conservative, at the end mm-hmm. of this life, we all got a pine box waiting for us. Exactly. Live your life, enjoy your life. Stop taking shit seriously. Stop trying to kill people. Be yeah, a good human. Be kind. And, and, and that's what. Be thing. kind. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's it seems right. like a hard concept. Here, here's people. here's yeah. how you can tell. Here's how you can tell if someone's a good person or not. Ask them just a simple question: Do you love people? Yeah. I thought you was going to say, help me move. No, well, <laughs> it's like, I'm kind. I ain't stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, man, it just, yeah, man, just love. Do you love people? You know, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're a different race. Okay. Who mm-hmm. gives a shit? Do you love people? Right. Hey, we, you know, we, are we, you we, kind? Do you love people? What's right. your character? Yeah. Do, do we, well, we have different religions. Do you love people? You know what I'm saying? And I don't care. And I've said this a million times. You, There's good people and there's bad people. I don't care if you're a cop, a fireman, a, a priest, a preacher, a teacher. There's great ones and there's horrible ones. And if you're a horrible human being, you're a horrible human being. That little label next to you isn't what makes you good at your character. Exactly. Like I, I'm going to judge a man by his character, how much integrity he has, exactly. things like Dude, that. And, that. and that's the thing, man. And and I'm not, again, I'm not getting some for it, but again, I don't care. I know people who are devout atheists mm-hmm. who are some of the kindest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I know people who claim to be devout Christians who right. are the rudest, most judgmental people on the planet. Right. Now, I'm not saying every person. And if talent like is pissing you off, I'll tell you what you can do about it. <laughs> you get onto their website and you order as much of their merch as you can, enough <laughs> for a bonfire. And you take it out there and you film yourself catching it on fire. And you, I want you to buy every, but buy them out of stock so no fans can even buy their stuff. Just buy all of it and burn it. Well, That'll show well, them. Well, we want fans to buy the stuff. That's the whole point of the 
website. Oh, so, yeah. So maybe we'll edit that part out. Forget that. We're going to edit that part out. Just little, don't, little, don't listen little, to that little, part. Little static, little static coming book screen or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, that's just, this is, this is what you got to live life, man. I've learned, especially over the past two weeks, you know, there's three things I know about death. It's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's random mm-hmm. and it's permanent. Yeah. You can't come back from it. And you have to live your life every day with the sense of, you know what? Today might be my last day on earth. Why do I have to be upset? Why do yeah. I have to be angry? Are, why am I having this argument with somebody over here about some stupid shit? Like, why am I upset that, you know, somebody didn't put the DVDs in order? Like, why am I upset about here's that? Here's my theory on that. I think even our, even going back generations and, and because you know everybody said, well, this generation, that generation. So I'm gonna say the last several generations, including ours, has been soft as fuck. And let me tell you why. Because life is way too fucking easy. When you want a burger, you hop in your fucking car and you go get a burger. You don't have to go hunt a buffalo. You don't have to shoot a rabbit. You don't have to hope the crops come in. You don't. You you, you know you're not walking to the well and pulling up water you just go to your sink and you turn it on warm cold you turn on your air conditioner you turn on your heat yeah like we're truly spoiled and blessed people talk about miracles as if they're only walking on water or somebody coming back to life but just to be on this earth where we're so blessed is a miracle we are on a space rock going a billion miles an hour and i'm exaggerating that number wearing meat suits wearing meat suits (laughs) you know what i mean and not to mention the fact that the Earth that we're on is spinning at 800 miles an hour yeah. due east. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. So why did you laugh when I said due east? <laughs> I say one. I say I say one thing that sounds educational, and she's over here laughing at me. Talent, you're not Maybe supposed to sound why. educational. You're not supposed to sound smart. <laughs> oh lord. But yeah, man. Um, like I said, man. I mean, but, but again, like, and I think that's one thing that. It, you know, when my mom passing away, it kind of put a lot of things in particular perspective for me. It does. From the standpoint that, you know, like, I want to, like, I know she's not coming back to this planet. Right. But I can only hope and pray that I, you know, because I mean, because I do have the faith in God mm-hmm. that I will see her again. And I yeah. think that's what's motivating me, mm-hmm. you know, to want to, you know, strive to be a better person, live a better life, you know. And, and the crazy thing is, is that. And I was thinking about it, you know, and I was heartbroken that she passed away and things of that nature. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? She don't she ain't gotta go to dialysis anymore. Right. She don't have diabetes anymore. She is free right. of this evil prison that we grief call her. is just for us and our selfishness, right? Because we miss them and we can't have them here. They're actually, like you said, regardless of your religion, pretty much in a better place. Uh they're at peace, they're not suffering anymore. So yeah. On the one hand, it can be bittersweet. I guess I get why you're, you know, you know, you're, you're happy about that, but you're sad that they're just not there anymore. How? Yeah. And if, if that person was to have lived, would they be in more pain? If, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like again, it's 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 a weird. I don't ass, want them to be here to suffer, but I miss them. It's a like, weird ass Jedi mind trick. You got to you know get yourself over. You know what I mean? Yeah, get yeah. yourself through. And it's like, you know, it, again, man, it's one of those things where it's like you try to. You don't really know, because I felt confused, scared, you know, lost. I felt sad. I felt angry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's one emotion that, because what, what is it, the five stages of grief? You yeah. know, there's the 
there's the, I always say the, they're, the they're, not, they're not they're not they're not necessarily linear like people think they are. It isn't necessarily numbers. You're not gonna hit one, two. Sometimes you might hit one, four, three, go back to one, five. Right. Like it's 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 a process. Like I, like I never went to I've never went I never went like full fledged anger. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I was I was angry for like maybe a, a minute or two because I was angry that you know she was, wasn't here with us anymore. Right. But then it was more frustration, almost like like I'm begging. Like you know, mm-hmm. pleading with you know, with with God almost, you know, like not yet, you know, because there was still so much, making you know, deals, that we had yeah. to, you know, making you know, making a deal and stuff like that. But you know, again, it, it, it was one of those things where, you know, she was gone. She, I knew she wasn't coming back, and immediately my brain said, "You've done the crying, you've done the grieving. What would your mother want you to do in this situation?" Yeah. And the first thing I would always come back to is my mom would tell me, you got to keep going for it. Right. You got you to keep on moving. And if you didn't, she would beat you with a pair of yes, underwear. Yes, so. or, or flip-flops. Or, or flip-flops. flip-flops. Yeah, my, mom was so good at weapons, my, right? My mama was a kung fu ninja Ninjas. with the flip-flops. Better I, Jackie Chan. Bro, we were, at, we were at an IHOP in Dalton one night. It was me, uh, Joey Idol, Adam Stevens, God rest his soul. Um, his uh, my mom and my sister, I think three other people were there. I think Whitney was there. Back, it was back when her and Adam were together. Um, and I was just doing something. I was bullshitting around. I was just playing my mom. My mama literally took her shoe off and popped me in the back of the head. And I'm like, oh, damn, mama, what the hell's wrong with you? You know. And then I took her flip flop from her and I ran around the parking lot. She took off her other one, started oh, chasing me yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> You, you thought I got her weapon? Here she comes with another weapon. And, and the whole, the whole, the whole time, I heard my sister say, "Mama gonna fuck you up. You better stop." You know, so, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, nah, nah, man, I miss her. I love her, you know, and I'm happy that, you know, she isn't suffering anymore. Right. But selfishly, yeah, I wish she was still here. You know what I mean? But, well, it's it's good that you can focus on the funny things and the and the and the broader. But that's how. But, but that's how I hope. And that's and, you know, and it is different for everybody. Yeah. But um, you know, it's worked for you. So, if you're looking for things to try, that's you know what you've heard here tonight, what you've heard on other podcasts, um, you've heard me talk uh, about it to death. Uh, yeah. And, and there's help out there. If there's nobody comfortable, there's lots of places you can go. Um, I'll try to get some more of that type of stuff up on Chronic Conversations Facebook. I apologize that I haven't. Yeah. as much yet um but before we go man um one of the other things you do is the stand-up yeah do you have any plans on doing that some more or? not not as of right now i uh, i took a long break from stand-up mm-hmm. a lot of it um which most of it was due to the pandemic of you know, course a lot of it a lot of it actually was due to the pandemic uh i have not performed on stage stand-up wise since may of 2019 was the last time i was on stage so yeah so it was a uh, long, long time yeah um, but the thing about it is, though, is that I can repeat the same jokes and no one's heard of them in a while. They don't forget. They don't forget. You know what I mean? Um, which then again, there is there. There's one particular joke that I can't do anymore uh-huh. because I have a daughter now. You know what I'm saying? Like I could do the joke when I didn't have a daughter, you know, because I. But I, now it's even more relevant. But, now it's, but, but, but not, not even relevant. Uh-huh. I mean, it was the the, 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 the the premise of the joke was is that I was jealous of fathers who had daughters uh-huh. because when they get to become dating age, you can legally threaten to kill a minor and not go to prison. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that whole thing, you know. Um, but now I have a daughter, so it's like I get to know what that's like now. Yeah, you know now, what I'm literally, yeah. Like some like like like, 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 like yeah, right, like 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 um 
someone told someone a long time ago. He's like, "Hey, man, congratulations! Heard you had a, heard you having a little girl. Yeah, I have a little girl. Okay, make sure you get your permit." Permit. <laughs> I need a permit to have a girl. No, you need a permit to carry that firearm. You need right. to, you, you know. can still carry, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, I mean, you, you know the old saying, you know, you go you, you go to meet the girl for the first time, and you know, you um you you walk in, you meet her old man, and he's sitting there at the you know, kitchen table cleaning a gun. <laughs> bad boy. The scene, the scene from bad boy <laughs> is what yes. that it is I think the perfect example of that was that one or two? I can't remember. I think it was one. No, no, it was two. It was two. two. Okay, yeah, it was yeah. Two. yeah. Uh, where the kid comes up yeah. to meet his daughter. Yeah. And was I haven't seen three yet. So yeah. yeah. But and I always thought to myself because because I'm like you know what like like that's something me as a father we like you know oh you you taking out my baby you know right, stuff like that. But if it's my son going out there like oh, it's different yeah. But then I got to think you know what I bet you another man. Is having that same conversation with my son that I'm having with this exactly, young yeah. boy because yeah. trying to take off a dog, you know. Um, because I think all of us guys, we know what we were like at 15, 16, 17 years old. So in our heads, we're like, okay, let's make I mean, sure he doesn't listen to words. <laughs> well, you were like 30 or something when I was 17. That's guys. true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, but believe it or not, I was 17 at one time. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all were. <laughs> At least once. <coughs> once, yeah. God, you got me coughing over here, bro. <laughs> get some of this water. Yeah, go ahead and get yeah. your drink of water, man. Look, it's it, it it's hilarious to me too because I've I've talked to people that were each individually in those, whether it's in a band, um, stand-up <laughs> comedian, pro wrestler, and it's so similar from backstage stories to even bitches and gripes like that people have it. It's right. great. It's great that you hear how similar it is and you need to know out there that a lot of the stuff you're going through is similar to stuff we go through. Other people are out there who have gone through it too. Um, keep your eye on this show. Uh, at some point in time, I'll, I will have some health professionals on here to um, give better advice because I'm a dumbass and I don't want you to take my advice. I can, we can only tell you what we've gone through and what we've done to help us. And it may resonate and it may help you, but if you do need to get help, um, you know, it's manly, let, let's change this. It's, it's more manly to reach out than it is not to. I've right. reached out for help. Brad yeah. Cash has reached out for help. Um, the toughest guys you know when they needed it in the time they knew to reach out for help. So yeah, and don't and don't don't think don't think that reaching out means you're you know a wimp. Exactly. That's like, what I said. Like, Real men reach out. It, it's and, and that's the thing. I mean, because I've gone through bouts of depression and things of that nature like mm -hmm. that. I would like I don't know if it's more of an inferiority complex, you know, because mm -hmm. sometimes like. Because you would do a wrestling match, and it's like, God, I could have done that wrestling match better. Or right. you do an episode of the podcast. What's that insecurity like, that leads you to these cr creative fields, right? Like stand-up and, and things like that. It, it's 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 weird because we're insecure people who are afraid of people judging us. So what do we do? We go and we present ourselves to people and go, judge us. Well, that's something that I learned doing stand-up is that a lot of the funniest people that you'll ever meet are some of the most, like, depressed people mm -hmm. only from the standpoint that they maybe they were bullied growing up and they didn't know how to handle it they didn't know how to talk back they didn't have good comebacks they couldn't right, talk right, back right. at somebody immediately you know so they just kept all that bottled up inside of them and you know it's like i'll just take this pustful ball of pain put it over here yeah. and then in about 45 years i can cut that piece of coal in that with a tumor in it no yeah, deal, yeah. You know? i'll just draw some <laughs> cartoons on it and right then yeah be... boom there you go you know um but i think 
you know, comedy comes from pain. You know, mm-hmm. when you experience, like, for example, like the story that I just told you about, my mom beat the shit out of me with a pair of my dad's boxer shorts. Like, it came, that story comes from pain. Yeah. Now, it didn't come from pain when it happened. Right. But now that my mom is no longer here, it does it does have a, a, it carries extra weight with it now. It carries extra weight because there's, there's no more availability to have those moments again. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it, because you have people who, you know, and, and, and you know, like, I mean, I, I don't have like a, you know, like a horrible, like sad, whoa, oh, woe was me story. You know right. what I mean? Like I, you know, you know, I, I, I have I've seen discussions to, online you know, about mental health lately. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to jump in with this right quick. Um, whether you're diagnosed mentally ill whether you're just going through a sad season, whether you're just going through life, don't judge people. You, 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 don't, you don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. You, you don't know what it's like to feel their feelings. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be diagnosed mentally ill to need help, to be sad, to be depressed. Yes, one of them means that you're sad no matter what. One of them is caused by events. But events can be traumatic and that can stick to you. It's yeah. called PTSD. I have it. <laughs> yep. But even if you don't and you need help, reach out. Don't think just because don't think you have to be on a certain level. Cause when I yeah, yeah. yeah, when I when I first went to my therapist and I started talking to him and they presented the idea, it sounds like you have PTSD. I thought, that's people that that had lots worse thing happen to me, even though I'd had all those horrible things. I was that well, yeah, but other people. So how could I have that's for right. you know just this? And yeah, she was like, no, it's for you, it's, you it's somebody PTSD, who had a yeah. You, are, you think PTSD? You think somebody in the military? You relate automatically, like, yeah. or a cop, or, or a, a cop, fireman, yeah. something like yeah. that. Something where you where the job is so stressful. Yeah, you know, and the fact that you know you're trying to save lives, you know, whether mm-hmm. you're an EMT or a firefighter, or, or you're trying to stop the bad guys, like in a situation of a cop or the military mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It does, it does fuck with people mentally because yeah. there, there are cases where, like, man, I wish I could have stopped that from happening, but mm-hmm. unfortunately I can't. Like a medevac, you know, getting people, taking them, you know, away right. from the helicopter to the hospital or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that's got to be the most stressful inducing job because, like, we got to take you out of this dangerous situation and we got to make sure that we save your life. You yeah. know what I mean? Got to keep you safe, got to keep me safe, got to keep situation safe it's, and there's some people that don't come back from it right and that's the that's the that's the sad part about it yeah. you know and you don't it's it's hard like i know people self-diagnose and i get you shouldn't google your symptoms like i said reach out <laughs> talk to somebody let them diagnose you because there are different types of therapies that can help and and a proper diagnosis which can be sometimes hard to get i get yeah. it took years and years for me to get a proper diagnosis um, but, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try uh, right. because there might be something medicines don't work for me. Now, I've, I've been put on everything, medicine. but if, yeah. if it, it might work for you, so don't not try it because it didn't work right. for me. Well, I'm I, on, I'm, well, I'll be on, I mean, full disclosure here. I'm on world future. Mm-hmm. I've tried other anxiety medicines before and that just, they either made me feel like I, I was having an out of body experience, but not mm-hmm. in a good way, you know, yeah, no, but, but the, that there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then I hated that. when I, when then I was, when I was on Wellbutrin, I was like, I felt more like, okay, I got this. Like if I was, cause I think a lot of, a lot of my mental illness comes from paranoia. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I work, you can ask anybody who knows me, I worry about everything and everybody, you know, and since I've been on Wellbutrin, it's more like, I'm like, I think you out. Yeah, I, whatever even is. Yeah. It, whatever it, that you is. Know what I mean? That's the thing. That's the definition. You know, there's a chemical in Wellbutrin called fuck it. 
I yeah. think. And that's what it yeah, and, and that's it. And and, <laughs> and and that might be the right fuck it for you. Um, for me, I was put on different things, but each one just had either a side effect that was unacceptable for it didn't do good enough. There was, a, you know, the, the cost reward ratio was, was too yeah. great. Yeah. The pros, or was, the pros that didn't outweigh the cost. For whatever you trend for me, like it, it, it killed my depression. Like I wasn't depressed at all, but for me, it triggered my anxiety. Mm. Like I stayed super manic and anxious on it. See, that's weird because it did the exact opposite for me. Yeah. You know what but that, that's what I'm saying. Definitely check. Don't self-diagnose. Definitely no. get a diagnosis. That doesn't mean if you're not diagnosed with a mental illness or put on drugs or something like that, that you don't have a problem and you don't need help or that I'm, yeah. I'm see, taking away right, from okay. it. And yeah, if you are, exactly. that's okay too. You see, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was like five, six years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, 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 I know I kids, with AD, kids with ADHD, you know, like not just ADD, ADHD, the high yes. version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it, from the time I was five to maybe nine, ten, like I took Ritalin. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the only thing, like everyone told me, it's like you, you, you were a zombie. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so that's so, why my mom you know didn't I mean? put me on medicine because it was early in. As a matter of fact, ADHD and ADD didn't exist. I was diagnosed with something called hyperkinesis. Hyperkinesis, which is basically a kid that doesn't want to sit still. Gotcha. Well, hell, I mean, that's. That's, that's what the, kid doesn't want that's to see, you know what I mean? And I'm still the same way as an adult. I just don't see it as a problem that needs to be dealt with with medicine and stuff because it's not, in my eyes, interfering with my life in a negative way. And that's how I sort of categorize the mental illnesses because some of them are more aggravating than they are detrimental. Right. So I just focus on the ones that are detrimental to me and see if I can. Yeah. Because she asked me, yeah. you know, what is, she said, what are you looking for? coming to therapy and I said I wanted to know to be normal she goes well how would you even know what normal was because you said you've been going through these things since childhood and everything like that so how would you know and I said you're right what I was looking for I was having trouble functioning in society so I wanted to be able to function not as a normal human being but just be functioning because it had gotten so bad I couldn't function anymore right but I think everyone's version of normal is different it is. You know, that, that's why think, it's hard to pin down. So or, if everyone's version of normal would be a better different. adjective, do you think? Just thinking about it, maybe like even or adjusted. Like I don't, none of them really seem to. Whelmed. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You're not underwhelmed or overwhelmed. Right. You're whelmed, you know. Yeah. I know I got that wrong. Stop. Shut up. It's like everything <laughs> tastes like chicken. You know, if we didn't have chicken, what would shit taste like? It's, it's sort of like in this situation. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Like it, what, what would you, because people do get caught up in on words you know some people get mad when i say god some people get mad when i say universe so there's gonna be somebody get mad no matter what adjective you use but but i even feel like it doesn't present it properly the adjectives we have sometimes i don't even know if, but that's society though yeah. society you, we are so caught up in this this woke mentality mm -hmm. that you know everything is wrong everybody should be like i'm, I'm, and there's I'm, I'm a different, tired of the fucking right. tribalism in this country, to tribalism, everybody yeah. has to be against everybody. Right. And it's like, it's why? Because why should we have to fight like this? tribalism is good. We've left positive tribalism and we've we've adopted only the toxic because positive tribalism is having a big family where the whole community raises a child. You know, like when I was growing up, a neighbor could bust my ass. Or get on to me. And then as soon as you mama, got home, your you mama busts your ass. Yes. And then when your daddy gets home, he busts your ass it, too. It was a community thing. Everybody worked together for the betterment of our children. There wasn't the ego involved that there is today. There right. wasn't the levels of narcissism that there is today. Which I think, which I think everybody, me. Well, which I think everybody 
whether to a large degree or a very, very small, minute degree. I and think I'm everybody about, has a little bit of narcissism in them. Yes, they do. But I'm talking about the actual, like, and, and a lot of people say somebody's a narcissist because they have narcissist qualities and they're not, whatever. Again, I'm talking about like a diagnosed narcissist. Yeah, somebody who believes it's all Damn about near them. sociopath. It's all, oh, yes. Like, like, like a uh, gaslighting, like a, like a, oh, yeah, victimizing, yeah. either I'm the victim yeah. or the hero. It's all about me yeah. and my eye. Yeah, but I think those people those people especially where it's like you make it about you mm -hmm. from that standpoint is like no you because there's like, difference between there, there's narcissism there's selfishness and then there's taking care of yourself and people often get those things confused they don't take care of themselves because they're afraid they're being selfish or narcissistic when they're not really you're helping out everybody around you because if you're taking care of you're going to be better to all those people that you're trying to take care of, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you eat yeah. something, you're not hungry, you're not going to be cranky. If you get a good night's sleep, <laughs> right. you're not going to yell at your kids as much. If you know you're communicating right. and 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 probably with your wife. If, but, but I also think if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of anybody else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you, you know can't pour from an empty cup. Is the is the cliche? Right. Yeah. But it's so true. You yeah. can't. Your cup could sometimes run over. It does. You know that that. That's when you just scoot over to somebody else with an empty cup, so it runs off into it, them. Exactly. Find a way to pass it along. Like I've been itching. Like. I think it's because I'm sitting on this Tennessee Titans blanket. It, might, it like, might be the LA King shirt. I don't hey, know if it, 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 we'll talk to y'all later. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> and no. cut. We'll edit that out too. No, don't no, worry. No. No. But I mean, this episode will never appear. Yes. If I got it better. <laughs> but no. No. I mean, y'all. Y'all Did I hit record? Did I hit record? I hope you did. If not, we've been sitting here bullshit for the last. I know. Hour right. And a half. Yeah. Yeah. No. But no. The um. I'm. You know. I was. Actually, I was going to call you after the. Uh, after the game against the Bengals, check on you. Make sure you was, you weren't you know fixing to jump off the roof of the house. Or no, I wasn't know? because I I you know people that was a good game. Yeah, people will go in on Tannehill for his three interceptions, and I get that. But overall, the team lost. You got to make your free throws. Like I have no excuses. We lost yeah. because we weren't as good as they were on that day. That's I I won't say overall. I won't say if we played nine out of ten times, who would win the most? Who wouldn't? Y'all said that nine times. Nine times. Nine times. That's what I'm saying. You got to make your free throws. If we can't, if we can sack somebody nine times and we still can't win a game, there's a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. And I trust. Here's my thing. Here's my take on things. I've never suited up. I've never coached. Mm -hmm. I, I've done it on a, on a lower level, but I, I haven't played. I, ha, I don't, I'm a fan, but I don't watch enough to. I've done it on Madden. do breakdowns. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not an analytic expert or anything like that. See, I'm a fan. Like, that's what we do on um, Are You Ready yeah. Football? A lot of times is that you, know, but you have a lot more knowledge than I, I do, so so you would approach it. I well, wouldn't. I have more. Information. I'll give opinions. I have more information. Right. I have more information, I, but I can't. give any truths. Right. Right. Yeah. I can give an opinion, and my opinion is that I trust the coach of the year, Mike Vrabel, and our GM, John Robinson, to make the right fucking decisions because since they've been there, we've been on a fucking upward. So you're so you're already calling it now? Journey. No, Mike. So you're calling it right now? Mike Vrabel, coach of the year? I think so. I think that's it's between him and Zach Taylor. I think they're going to lean the reason Taylor. I think. They will because he wins the Super Bowl. That's like leaning towards a, if he a quarterback the for Heisman. I, I, I just – the thing about it is when it comes to Mike Vrabel is not what he did, but who the fuck he did it with. We played with we played with an activated practice squad. We, we Listen, no, listen. We suited up – it's passion. We suited up 92 players, the most in NFL history. So, to yep. me, what better coach does something like – yeah, okay, you did it with your top stars. Good job. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not taking away from his coaching, 
Right. But Joe Burrows is an amazing fucking quarterback. I feel like if anybody should get coach of the year from that team, it should be him because who's doing most of the play calling out there, especially when they're playing teams like Tennessee where they just can't fucking hear. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And I, and I have I that have, place is loud though. Like if you've ever been to if you've ever right. been to uh, Nissan Stadium, yes, it is pretty, yes, sir. We went um, a couple years ago. It was uh, we went and seen the I went and seen the Dolphins play the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was back. It was uh, it was when Dan Campbell was interim coach. Mm-hmm. They because they fired uh, Joe Philman, and uh, that game I was just like, yeah. it was back when Tannehill played with for us instead of against. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, and that was and that was a. Uh, that was a fun. Uh, that was a fun day. I enjoyed that day. Got to you know. It, the f- funny thing about that game was mm-hmm. where we were sitting was about seventy five percent Dolphin fans. Yeah, and there was like hardly anybody. Like you saw very, Around. very, very few. Like it, it was the, it was one of the very few times where you go to a home, you go to an opposing team's stadium, mm-hmm. and you are again rooting for the opposite team and everybody the majority of the people there there are yeah that actually happens a lot at nissan stadium um you think it's just because like there's like the the fan base is not as the fan base is really fickle we have a super fickle fan base like like those fans we were talking about for pro wrestling and if the titans do something they they think they shouldn't do or don't do something they think they should or don't cut this player or don't don't pick up this free agent, then I'm not going to go. You know, I'm going to take my ball and go home. They're not real fans. They haven't been fans since. You know they what I'm been saying? Fans since y'all lost Super Bowl. No, they're they're they're, <laughs> you know, and and I get it, but they're individual fans like of Derrick Henry's of of fantasy football. Fans. Yes, yeah, fantasy football tops and. Yep, we all know what dude said about that not too long ago. He said, "Fuck your fantasy football. <laughs> uh, we're a team sport." Right, um, and that's why I try to tell people that's that's my whole theory with the t- Tennessee thing is we didn't do we didn't execute the way we should have because with nine sacks, there's no excuse for us losing. Right. If and people, although they did they did hold uh, Derrick Henry to under hundred yards. So yeah, that's yeah. And, well, and and, and Tan- that's why I said there's several and, several and, people and the, that, the, that made mistakes. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like for and that's the thing, like you can watch as a fan, mm-hmm. but football from that perspective is so simplistic to the standpoint that like you're focusing on what's on the field. Mm-hmm. You're not focusing on the play callers, you're not focusing right. on the people upstairs, the general managers, and any of that shit. You're just focused on what's on the field. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly watch and see, like, okay, they're running to the right. Yeah. Ah, he got tackled. Why didn't that guard pull to the right side and get that blocker? Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's not. I mean, you can question, and that's fine mm-hmm. because then it's you can then again form your opinion. Man, he could have done that, right? You know, yeah, he could have, yeah. But did he? No. So now you you know you you're basically like it's almost revisionist history every time you give an opinion about something like that because right. then it's like oh you could have done this, you could have done that. What have should have could you lost the game? It, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, hindsight yeah. twenty twenty. It's like it's it's here's the thing is we didn't. We didn't have to like we should have, and we right. should have. And, and I say the same thing to people that hate the overtime in the NFL. I get it, but here's the thing: if you're listen, if your team scores <laughs> enough points before you, you get to overtime, to overtime, you don't have to go to overtime, right? <coughs> right. Or it's people who complain about the judges in UFC. I'm a big no. UFC fan, and I hate when it goes to the judges. Oh my god! But here's the thing: it's your responsibility to not let it go to the judges. So there's like, a there there's a whole thing. Um, you you you've seen the, the TV show The Ultimate Fighter, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember what season it was, but do you remember Ian Stevens? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. We went to we went to school together, mm-hmm. and I saw the fight, 
the fight that he had where clearly he won the fight, but they gave it to the other guy. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I mean, that caused a shit ton of controversy. You know? and, and, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself is like, you know for a fact that he won that fight. Mm-hmm. Why is he not getting an opportunity in the UFC fight? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I think he, I think Ian, Ian is good enough to fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, will he ever? I don't know. You know, right. I can only hope and pray for it. You know, but it's it, it's weird because it's like, yeah, you never leave it to the judges. You mm-hmm. know, I've seen I've seen fights in the UFC like probably. I, I mean, I've seen some great fights, some great knockouts, some great submissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I'll tell you the one the the, the probably the biggest upset that I've ever seen mm-hmm. in the UFC, Matt Sarah beating GSP. Yes, me that too. That is the biggest upset. I, listen, I know UFC's been around for a while. Right. And been a the only one that's even come it. close is this recent one with, with uh, Amanda Nunez losing. Yeah, well, like, to share winning the – Dude, dude, you – we were sitting there, and it was Go the old event. people. Dude. <laughs> we were sitting there, and it was live on uh, – it was live. It was when they were doing it from, from uh, Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm watching it live, and I'm and I'm like I'm like, is this pre-tape? Like so, so I went out of it, and I'm like, no, it's not pre-tape. Yeah, like, yeah. right? Because I was watching it on ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. and I told uh, I told Amy, you know, because she watches UFC with me a lot of times. I said, hey, uh, Glover Teixeira is uh, fighting right now for the title, and she, she goes, is it live? I'm like, yeah, it's live. They're in Abu Dhabi. She's like, okay, cool. When he won the fight, dude, I jumped up like hell yes, yes. like because dude's been out. dude's been in. You he's know, fought everybody. He's fought everybody. He's done a lot of things. And he he's did good, even in those fights he lost. And he always did good. He was yeah, always a exactly. threat. But see, when I when I first started watching UFC, and and I what I I started liking UFC about a year or two before it got big on Spike TV and stuff mm-hmm. with the Ultimate Fighter Show and yeah. stuff like that. So my favorite fighters, yeah, yeah. So so my favorite fighters were. I hate to admit it. I like Tito Ortiz. I thought he was mm-hmm. a good fighter. I like Chuck Liddell. Uh, I was a fan of BJ Penn, Jens Pulver, when they, when they would fight each other. Same reason we like wrestlers. They resonated with us. Yeah. They had characters. They had personality. Right. I remember, lack of a better word, they had gimmicks. Right. They were some of the first ones in MMA. I mean, you know, but, Ortiz but, 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 with the but, but, fucking but, but, digging but, but, thing. Right. And yeah. The, the blah yeah, with Chuck and Liddell. The, the damn, uh, you know, because everybody had like a Like Chuck Liddell was the Iceman, you know, yeah. and Tito Ortiz was a Huntington Beach bad boy, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, but and there would be some that were more gimmick. Like, like we all know, like you know, King Mo has a personality. Right. Chris Cyborg, mm-hmm. you know, and people like that. But that would be like you know, Kim and Leopoldo, you know, coming down to the ring with a cross. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, and I'm pretty sure if Vince McMahon or some promote wrestling probably be like, damn, that's how you do it right there, yeah. pal. You know, yeah. you know. It, it, it's it's so strange. Look how so, so many people have been robbed from UFC to borrow oh, whatever you want to call it. Don't get mad. Yeah, uh, dude, dude, but Riddle's doing so good on Raw Riddle, right now. Man. Riddle's Riddle is awesome, dude. You know, because you, so you see him, you see you see him fight, you see him fight in the UFC, you see him fight in WEC, and yeah, you know, then he moved over to the world of pro, pro wrestling, and you know, he started out. Uh, and you never know, right? Because sometimes yeah. it just. One will go from one to the other, and it just doesn't translate. But yeah, a lot. Which I mean, you've seen Brock go from wrestling to UFC. You've seen Lashley go from wrestling to UFC. You've seen Jake Hager go from wrestling to to mixed, well, not the UFC. He's more right. Bellator pride. Even Dave Bautista. Bautista. Well, I might have had a stroke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dave Bautista. Even he, even though there's some you know kind of lower 
tier right. shows, he still did some. Yeah, I mean, he and he did, and he did he did pretty well. Yeah. He did decent for himself, you know. But then, but then you got the ones who who started in wrestling and then they went to the acting world, like The Rock, John Cena, mm-hmm. then Dave Batista. Honestly, because I think Batista's yeah. Batista who saw that one coming. Really, dude, honestly, I really don't. No, no, honestly, uh-uh. I mean. Seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, sense. like, like he it makes like sense to be dragged. It makes like sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense for that to happen. You know, yeah. you know, and and that's the thing. Like everybody in like, and this is just this is just me. This is just my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. There are no chosen ones, right? I think God has given all of us an ability, and it's to find that ability. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things. One of one of the things that makes life great is that you can explore all these different avenues like i you know i explored with professional wrestling i explored with stand-up comedy the podcast Mm -hmm. things of that nature you know and you know you find different things to do you find you know like my son recently um my son was all about professional wrestling all about pro wrestling he's seen his daddy wrestle he loves watching wrestling like he's got all the action figures and the Mm -hmm. belts and all that kind of stuff he then started playing football now his life is all oh, about football. He loves football. He loves playing it. He'd be like, "Daddy, come throw the ball with me here." Almost, Daddy, tackle me. I'm almost you know, a little jealous of people like that because I feel like they had better focus than me. Like, cause <laughs> they found something, and that's where their focus went. I'm more right. like you. Like, I'm. I had ADHD. Again, I, I liked everything as a kid. Yeah, like, I didn't. You know, what you, know, you want to be when you grow up? Everything. Yeah. You know, like, like I mean, at what age? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't think that honestly, as a kid, I, I think that. There's so much going on in the world at at any age, at any mm-hmm. generation. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, hey, like it would be cool to do this. It'd be cool to do that. It'd be cool to do this. It'd be cool to do that. And then you get a little older and you start, okay, re- realistic expectations have to be set. Can mm-hmm. I can I really do this? What are the odds of me doing this? And even if the odds are stacked against you, you can still make it somewhere, do something. You, you should that, try because you know? another cliche is the only failures are not trying, but it's true. That's that's where you fail is to not even try because, uh, or or a master has failed more than a student has even practiced. Yes, the uh, Michael Jordan said. I mean, the goat. Sorry, LeBron James fans. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, but Michael Jordan said, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah, you know, and that means you got to, you know constantly pursue constantly go after the things that you want you know and it and it, it don't have to be people got to stop thinking of the big shit mm-hmm. the running jumping singing dancing all that kind of shit mm-hmm. sometimes your talent you know you know how to network yeah. or you know how to you know Sometimes it's hard because necessarily your talent isn't your passion or your passion isn't your talent. Right. And And sometimes you won't even discover it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people don't even discover it till later in life. You know, like, um, you know, you could have a guy, you know, you could have one dude is like, hey, man, I'm going to cut Miss Johnson's grass in the morning. Why? How much is she paying you to cut her grass? Like, why doesn't come hang with us? No, man, I got to get up in the morning to cut my grass. That guy now, because he started cutting grass when he was Mm -hmm. a kid, he's got a landscaping company worth $4 million. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, the one guy who loves to detail no cars and passion cars and sacrifice comes right, along right, and you, the, you know the one guy that can detail cars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, always want to make sure that his car looked good. And man, you know, like maybe he's seen a car that was kind of old and dirty and beat up, and he was like, "I think I can make that car look good." You know, and then you make them mm-hmm. make the car look good, and next thing you know, he's got four mobile trucks going around the city just detailing cars and fixing cars. Yeah, 
if you're gifted at something, it will find you. And here's the thing. You got to start. People, again, they get overwhelmed by what do I need to do to get started, and they just don't start. Right. Quit. Kind of going back to what point, I said at the beginning. You want to have a business right. plan. You want to have an idea where, where you're going. You want to have short-term and long-term goals. But you, at the other end of the spectrum, you don't want to overthink it, and you have to fucking do it because if you don't do it, you won't do it. You'll find things to keep you busy but never do it. The thing, the thing about um, there's a lot of people who have uh, fear of failure. Mm -hmm. That's one, and, and that's I have that too. And some I people don't even want have to the fear be, of success, right? I don't want to be that guy mm -hmm. who fails because then if I fail, I let everybody down. But in actuality, you learn more from a failure than you do because I guarantee you. You can fail and fail and fail and fail and fail as long as you keep on going back to the well and keep on doing what you're doing. Eventually, damn it, one of these days it's going to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like the guy who plays drums, like the band's going to make it. I promise, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and one day out of nowhere, you're doing a show and somebody hears you, you know, and which I don't know. And I, that's an old cliche because nowadays people are more independent with their music and stuff like that. And also mm -hmm. people are more independent as far as, wrestling now because yeah. people know I don't have to go to WWE to make a big time living. I don't right. even have to go to AEW or any other right. organization. I can make all my money. That's how the Young Bucks you know, mm -hmm. got you know, as over as they were and got you know, the merchandise and all that sort of stuff. Like, they pretty much took an entrepreneur's, you know, mindset. They understood it was a business and, yes. and, 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 and treated it as such. And, it's, and, and I'm not saying it's not okay if you approach it as something fun or a hobby, your passion, but you need to understand at that point, you're kind of putting limitations on yourself as well. Um, I saying, I think it was Bob Evans said something. Love Bob. Love you, Uncle Bob. Yeah. He said, um, sorry if I screw this up, Bob. I apologize. I have a horrible memory. I've been hitting my head a lot. <laughs> um, God, now I just totally forgot it. Talking about how I might forget it. It's very recent on his Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I just, it, it was a great, was, was it what, was it what I shared or was it, it, I was, it may have been. It may I have was, been. Let me let me go see what it was then, because I because I know I just recently uh, retweeted something that Bobby uh, Uncle Bob said. Uh, I keep talking so they don't. Lose okay, focus. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to do that. I lost focus myself. I was it happens though. I mean, trying to you know, but, but see, see what's but going see, on. That's the weird thing about is that, see, you said you lost focus. Watch in about mm -hmm. two or three days, you're going to get an advertisement on your phone saying, "Are you losing focus? Try this mm -hmm. medicine. Try <laughs> focus factor." <laughs> <laughs> like where the fuck did this come from? Uh, he said, I think it's something about I've seen people who approach it as a hobby, make money off of it, and I've seen people in it that make I can't remember now. No, 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 I, I know. But you know, I'm talking. The about. one, the one you're talking about was when he said, "I've seen insanely talented people not go anywhere, <laughs> and I've seen people who are horrible make it big time." Yeah, or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Um, but the thing about it is that is that you know, yeah. You are going to go through trials and tribulations when you're going through any endeavor, regardless of what it is. Right. The, 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 there's growing pains. There's learning curves. Oh there's yes, yeah, so many. When we when we started the podcast, man, it was like we were just terrified. Oh my, dude! I'll be straight up honest. The first episode is terrible. Yeah, I like. I mean, don't get me wrong, because the first episode was basically our introduction to the podcast. Several of my beginnings were horrible, but that's because of me. I had great guests who told great stories. I wasn't as good as eliciting stories at that time. Not that I'm good now, but I was more horrible then. I'm just less horrible now. Right. You're, well, you're. <laughs> um, 
it's from here to here you're like yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> just a little off you know off. but uh but yeah but it's yeah man, so it, anyway it's, yeah but you know you, you go back and you see how far you come when you do something I mean, yeah like, and then there's some stuff that's just it, it's just hard mm-hmm. you know what i mean like at least like they're like starting a business doing a pot like it's hard but at least there's a reward at the end for it you right. know what i mean you know, you can live a comfortable life and, you know, things of that nature. And you got to decide in the very beginning, too, what your definition of success is. So, you know, when you hit it, because people's definition of that is different, too. Right. For some people, it's money. For some people, it's likes. For some people, it could be different for anybody. None of those things are wrong. But you need to have an idea of what success is so you can shape your path to, to aim towards that instead of kind of aimlessly you know, throwing it to the wall to see what kind of sticks. Yeah, well, but and that's that's a lot, a lot of times that's what happens, man. They mm-hmm. take like fifty, they like take like fifty different ideas, throw them against the wall, and whichever mm-hmm. one sticks, they will go with. But yeah. the thing about that, and is that's that, not a bad way of doing. It. If it works for you, great. But I'm just offering a different. Yeah, right. Well, the thing about that is, is that you know we live in a day and age where everybody wants instant gratification, instant mm-hmm. satisfaction, Microwaves. and they're not. Yeah, they they're not willing. Fast food. They're not willing to put in the effort, and right. they're not willing to put work in the goes work. with it. People, right, right. People ask you all the time, what's the best way to lose weight? And they want you to tell them this goalie pill or this gummy yeah, bear or yeah, take it. or <laughs> greens or a fast. Oh, that stupid bullshit TikTok thing where it's like you mix honey lemonade and green tea <sighs> with a little bit of salt and then you drink it and the fat burns away overnight. No, the fuck it doesn't. <laughs> Scientifically, there's nothing been proven more than calories in, calories out. You can lose weight eating a snicker bars a day if you don't get the calories in. There's a difference between losing weight and being healthy. And sometimes those are different. Sometimes healthy food can be highly caloric. And if you eat too many calories yeah. more than you burn, then you're going to gain weight, whether it's healthy or not. Right. Yeah. And, and like, like cherries, for example, cherries are great, you know, are great fruit. But do you know how much no, they're sugar cherries. is in They're cherry? not great fruits. I said they're great <laughs> fruit. Oh, okay. Stupid. <laughs> Clean the shit out your ears. Um, but no, I'm saying it's a great fruit. But at the same time, if you eat too much of it, yeah, it ha- because it's, it contains so much sugar, like a diabetic wouldn't want to eat a shit ton no, of cherries. No, plus there's you know what I'm high, high index stuff and low index stuff, which yeah. basically means how fast the sugar burns in your system. For right. example, peanut butter is a slow burn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got it, everything. Turns peanut, butter, peanut, peanut, butter's, it's got peanut butter is what you eat. Like sugars. Like, and, yeah. Like I got to go work out. Like I want to get like, I want to get like maybe, I don't know, maybe an hour of cardio in. Okay. I'll eat a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. That'll hold me up because it's bread. It's peanut butter. It's a slow burn mixed in with thing. It's carbs. I'll be fine. You know, you do your hour cardio and it's like, okay, I didn't pass out. I'm okay. You know what I mean? So, but but yeah, I mean, it's all, it's about how much you're willing to do, how much you're willing to work off of. Put it in the work. Yeah, exactly. And, but you gotta eat right and work out. That's how you lose weight. But a lot of, how times, do I start this? Well, you do stuff. You do, you put in the work to do it. Yeah. And, and, and again, man, a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are scared of the process simply from the standpoint of like what you thought they talked about the fear of failure. Right. But at the same time, people, it's like, do I have the time? If you really truly are passionate about something, you'll make the time. Yeah, you, see you find excuses or solutions. That's, yes, that's the only exactly. two paths you have in life, right? Yeah, you, you don't. You know, John Taffer said it on Bar Rescue: "Don't embrace excuses, embrace embrace the solutions." Yeah, you know. And I and I've listened to guys like like I think John Taffer does like seminars and stuff like that. I've also listened to uh, 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 Gary Vaynerchuk and a lot a lot of, of Gary V stuff is just 
amazing, you know, right. and you do listen and sometimes you'll be scroll off, off scroll through Facebook. I'm like, Hey, Bob Evans said something pretty cool. Or, Hey, mm -hmm. Gary Lamb said this, or, or, Hey, uh, this person over here said that, you know, or something like that. Like mm -hmm. you always, you know, it's, it's one of the things where it's like, and people think, and this is the way the world is kind of now is that people think like, okay, Oh, I'm giving you this advice. So I'll quit being so braggadocious. Mm -hmm. I'm helping you out. Like I'm trying right. to say, you know, I'm trying to, let you into the mind of my mindset mm -hmm. like i'm not telling you like this is how to be successful you can win and again people no. automatically automatically assume we've already talked about success, yeah that there's, there's different paths to success but you're not going to get anywhere again like if you don't begin and put the work in that's manifestation right people talk a lot about manifestation manifestation but, 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 but see there's a bible verse that correlates with that the Bible verse is uh, faith without works. Faith is dead. without works is dead. You have you to know? do the work, no matter yeah. what it is. That, that, and it reminds a relationship, me just, and, a job, right. a hobby. And, uh, and that reminds me of a. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a cautionary tip. Not really cautionary. It's kind of a joke. Really, it was mm -hmm. it was made as a joke. Talk about um, before match. No. Okay. But we we won't discuss that. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, is the whole thing about this is a story of a man mm -hmm. who prayed every single day. Mm -hmm. Lord, please let me win the lottery. Lord, please help me win the lottery. I really wish I want to get out of debt. Lord, please help me win the lottery. And he and he prays this prayer almost every day for many, many years. Well, eventually the man passes away. He goes to heaven. He sees Jesus, embraces him. He's like, let me show you uh, your mansion, my son, and all that. And he's sitting there and he goes, my Lord, while I was on earth, I prayed every single day that I would win the lottery, and I never won the lottery. Why did you not allow me to win the lottery? And Jesus smiled and said, but you never bought a ticket. Yeah, you, you know, like you have, you to, have play. to play to win. You, you, you have you 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 play to win the game, as Herman Edwards says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now that that's now with that story, I'm not suggesting that we all pray. Hey, Lord Jesus, please help us win the lottery. Then we all go out and buy lottery tickets and we millionaires. It's not right. What I'm saying. It's not how that works. What I'm saying is that if you want, if you if if you are if you are the praying type, yes, and prayer does prayer does motivate a lot of people also that you can go and you can go do things that you probably didn't think you can do. But even in a non-religious standpoint, as if you if you make sure you put in the time and put in the effort, you right. will get to where you want to go, you mm -hmm. know. And, and and the thing about it is though is that and for, for me especially, especially with the podcast and stuff, like I like where I work now and I like the people that I work with, mm -hmm. I don't want to spend the rest of my life at that place. Right. Like I want to live comfortably it's one of those raising things my family, and I hope and pray that the podcast is my main source of income. Because yeah. if, if the podcast can be my main source of income, well, then you're making money for yourself, and you're not making it for somebody else. And you're, there's never going to be, to me, true satisfaction in making money for somebody else. Trust me, the money that the money that I make is definitely for the for the three people that live in my house. Trust yeah, me, yeah. you know. So it's it's definitely, you know, like I every once in a while I grab a you know little Debbie oatmeal cream pie or something. That's that's my reward, I guess, you know. No, I mean everything the companies themselves. You're either making if you have a boss, if you're working for Wendy's, you're making Wendy's money. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Way more than, right. than you are. Unless you so, unless you like that one chick. But if out, you have a podcast, that's your right. well, that's, unless, you're making unless, money for you. Hold on, because unless you're like that one chick in San in uh, San Jose, California who uh, put a dead finger in the uh, chili and then tried to the soup Oh, you ain't heard that episode yet. I, 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 yeah, I will check out the story. check out the episode where it's called the most outrageous lawsuits, mm -hmm. and it's a story of a lady who found a finger in a bowl of chili. Everybody and knows sued. it goes in a salad anyway. <laughs> no, it no, goes on. It goes on the triple cheeseburger, right on top. <laughs> right on top. Yeah, right on top. 
toothpick right there, <laughs> like like a pickle appetizer almost. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean she did that, and then they said, "Well, this is it's suspicious." So where did she get the finger from? Well, it turns out she got the finger from one of her husband's co-workers who was settling a bet for a hundred bucks. Like that doesn't oh make sense. Gosh. That does not make sense. You know, like I don't I don't get it. Where like it, it's a lot that people come up with these ideas that surprise me because I come up with crazy ideas. It's that they decide to actually execute them that oh, is God. what's so crazy. Man, like, so <laughs> like me bouncing a crazy idea off you. You're going to tell me that's a crazy idea. Maybe you should rethink that. And I'm going to well, Talon thinks I should rethink that. No, Maybe no, Talon, no, Talon would be like, hey, that's a fucked up idea. Go for it. Go See for what it. happens. <laughs> See what happens. Cause, cause, and that's, and that's the thing that, and, and again, if we didn't just go for it, we wouldn't have the podcast and be 250 plus episodes in, you know, right. like it, if I didn't, if I thought about it, like I just when it's when I wanted to be a wrestler, just go for it, you know. When, you know, when I when I wanted to propose to my wife, fuck it, just go for it, you know. Yeah. See what happens, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so and it happens. If you and, continually go for it in life, even if you miss out several times, the once, the twice, the three times, the four times, however many times you do go for it and win, then you got those wins and you focus on those wins. You can't focus on the losses because, like you said. If, if, if you're really into it, it's a learning experience anyway. It's not a loss. Yeah, it doesn't you, matter what it is. But that's the thing. If, if you fail, it's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. If you succeed, it's a memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? So either way, you're gaining knowledge. You're gaining favor in a sense, you know, and you, again, man, it's one of those things where you try your best in every endeavor that you do. And sometimes mm -hmm. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Sometimes it, it kind of like with wrestling again, in a sense, like you can go out there and you can think to yourself, I'm going to have the best match on the card. And you go out there and you lay an egg, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or, or if you're a stand-up comic, like I got these brand new jokes they are going to hit, you go up there and nothing, you hear crickets, you mm -hmm. know? Or like, for example, like even a, even a podcast in a sense, like, okay, we have right. this cool list we're going to talk about. We talk about it, we break it down. And again, it don't hit like, like you would. thought it would. Right, yeah. exactly. But, you know, like, like, for example, like our most, like we talked about the Limp Biscuit episode being our mm -hmm. best episode. Our second highest episode, if I'm not mistaken, is the cash money versus no limits uh records uh class you know yeah. uh and then i think the third one was a haunting like a haunting of new hampshire or illinois or some random ass state yeah and i'm like see to me if if i was on that podcast the ones i would think of the haunting ones but that may just be because i'm a little boss and i'm more interested in those because as a fan those are the ones i tend to tend to right. But see, uh, I like, see, I, but see, I like the hauntings of episodes because mm -hmm. it's me and Chip coming from two different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Me as a believer in ghosts and him, not so much because he, mm -hmm. he doesn't, he's never had that experience with the right. paranormal before. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we've talked about, God, out of the, out of the, out of all the episodes that we've done, and we've done, we've done all 50 states and mm -hmm. plus DC. And we just this past Monday, we dropped uh, the hauntings of Canada yeah. part one. We got, we got the part two coming in a couple of weeks, but I mean, but, but it's, it's interesting to see more than the, just the hauntings themselves. Mm -hmm. It's more of the history, the yeah. stories, uh, like we did That's one. What makes it resonate. Right? Yeah, well, well, we did one, um, we did West Virginia and we, we were talking about, um, 24 mile road mm -hmm. and talked about Mamie Thurman and mm -hmm. the, the, the circumstances surrounding her murder and how they believe that her ghost is still there looking for justice and looking for her final resting place. Right. But the story around it, it was more like a whodunit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, did her husband kill her? Did the guy she was cheating on her husband with kill her? Did the wife of the man that she was cheating on her husband with kill her? Was it really the guy, the handyman? Was it a, was there another party? Right. Because as much as her husband believed that she was this saintly woman and stuff like that, you know, she was a hoochie mama, you know, to a lot of the other, you know, people in the town, especially when she went, would frequent the nightclubs in the evening. Right. And a lot of people in the town were very... Uh, high-ranking officials in the town, I would say, right. like very mafioso kind of like yeah. a thing. You know, like I don't want to go. I don't want to go as far as secret society, but I mean, it was, it was definitely mafioso. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but that one was intriguing. I think what the commonality between the shows, or the commonality between each episode, is that when we tell these stories, we find the ones that are the most unique, mm-hmm. and we try to like okay. What can like like we talk about this, but we can talk about it from a different experience. But but there's some like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like I don't like talking about stories about the ghost kids. Yeah, you know the dead. Like that's like oh oh if if you if you if you go at if you go in at midnight while the moon is full and there's a black cat on the roof, you can hear a baby crying in the ward that you know isn't there anymore or something mm-hmm. like you know like something crazy like that. And then they we've had some some ones where like we've had like the shit scared out of us sometimes, you know, like, like I can't, there was a couple of episodes where I want to say it was Rhode Island. uh, where We talked about a hotel and people have gone missing from the hotel Mm -hmm. and people have, you know, they never been find them, you know, they can't find them anywhere. And they're like, okay, they were in this room. Okay. Well, where did they go afterwards? And, you know, and, and the whole, and the premise behind it was that the, person who owns the hotel mm-hmm. is a member of the church of satan oh. and they believe the conspiracy theory around surrounding it is that it's human sacrifice mm-hmm. i don't know that to be a you know a fact or anything right. like that is but that's, that's, that's the, the story that's the yeah. story and theory you know but but again i mean like we, we talked about even in <clears throat> excuse me the state of georgia where you talk about just over here at the Chatt- over here at the battlefield in Chickamauga, yeah. Everyone talk. What's the story? Yeah, Old the green, green eyes. Old yeah. green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Couple different heard. theories <clears throat> on that as well. Right. Well, but but it, it was we just like I want to said we just did the, the recent Canada episode and we mm-hmm. talked about this one, um, Dunvegan Bridge, mm-hmm. where there was a woman in a white cloak, who walks on the bridge at night during in the snow. Yeah. You know, barefooted. You know. How you know she's barefooted for feet in the snow, but that's not that's that's not for me to say. But I'm just tell the story. Yeah. So and, and you, people would go and try to find her and things of that nature and stuff. And that sounded more like an urban legend because sometimes with some of these stories, they do sound very urban legendy. Well, well, plus a lot of them I'm sure were passed down many generations. It gives it that kind of urban legendy kind of yeah. Well, I mean, well, 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 most of them. I mean, because there's some from like the 1900s. There's mm-hmm. some, of, but. And again, I'm going to go back to West Virginia because that was a very damn good episode. Go back and check out the West Virginia episode of the podcast. Um, West Virginia is considered one of the most haunted states in America mm-hmm. because the stories are so enriched with, you know, and there's other places like history. cities. Yeah, history yeah. stuff like and, and like Savannah, Georgia has a big, you know, New Orleans, especially, especially with all the, you know, the voodoo going down in New Orleans and different things like that, Santeria and all the other different religions and rituals that they have down in that city. Um, you can actually go, the crazy thing about New Orleans, and if and if I ever do make the uh, pilgrimage down to New Orleans, I'm going to try this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the tomb of Marie Laveau, yeah. 
if you place a gift and go around the monument three times, the gift disappears. Oh, no one knows what gift weird. Is. Yeah, it would be weird. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you're presenting her a gift and you're doing like a ceremony thing. You know, look up Marie Laveau if you don't know who that is. I mean, yeah, she, she, she was. You know, and look up these episodes, was. man. Um, um, write them down. There's you've covered all 50 states and and still going and now all we're going international. States, now we're going international. We're going to Canada. Um, now we do use a website called Haunted Rooms America. Shout out hauntedroomsamerica.com or hauntedrooms.com. I'm sorry. Um, and the, you know they they provide us I me mean, because. It's they you pick a state mm-hmm. and they list like ten maybe you know top ten haunted either top, top 10, ten haunted top thirteen but 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 and some of them can like break it up into cities like mm-hmm. you know top like for example Chattanooga has which we have like this book I was look I I seen this book when I sat down it's a great book and yeah haunted Chattanooga he he he's he's very gracious he's gonna let me borrow this <laughs> so I can read it um, and I was just thumbing through it and the first thing I come to the story of the chicken model battlefield in green eyes, you know, and then the angry ghost at the, uh, the angry ghost at the Reed house, you know, which having worked in downtown Chattanooga, mm-hmm. having to go to the Reed house to um, deliver papers, documents, mm-hmm. go walking through there. And you, you do get a weird sense in there, right. but it's not anything like paranormal weird. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just like, it's, it's just an uneasy thing. Uneasy you know? And I don't even know if it, it like vibe energy, the energy yeah. was very, very yeah. off, you know, and then you look up the stairs and it, the stairs, like this is a modern kind of style hotel, but the stairs look like they're still in the 1960s or yeah. 50s, you know, it's just, it's weird, like, but it's weird because if you walk, like, I just, you know, because I knew the Reed House was something else going on with it. So you right. would walk over toward the Reed House and you would feel this, this resistance almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to describe it, you know? Um, but and again, and again, like, I mean, it, it was nothing like, you know, a lot of them having paranormal Especially the paranormal ones are hard to explain. It's like trying to explain what chocolate tastes like or sex feels like. Unless you've experienced it, it's, it's really hard to. Right kind of eloquently put exactly how it makes you feel in, in that moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it, and, and we talk about it on the, and we talked about it on many different, and, and again, like we do focus a lot on like haunted stuff, creepy stuff, mm-hmm. urban legends. And, and that's not everything that we talk about, but for, a no, lot you have of, a great variety of other subjects. As right. Well. Because we wanted our podcast brain on this one because I'm interested in okay, it. Go, so, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't know if you were going to ask questions. No. Uh, okay. No, but the thing about it is, um, we've learned a long time ago that cause everyone's like, you got to have a niche audience. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about having a niche audience is that unless that niche audience grows specifically for that particular kind niche, of yeah. niche, then, you know, you can only, you have a ceiling on how far you can go. You know Plus, what I mean? I'm so interested in so many different things. Like I don't want to put myself in a box to where I can only talk about one subject. Cause right. as much as I love one subject, there's still other ones I really love too. Right. But you see, you look at like, for example, like the, the latest episode that we dropped was the hauntings of Canada part mm-hmm. one. Right. Before that we had, are you ready for some football? Before that we had a two parter that we broke up in a couple of weeks. We have the most controversial documentaries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we had, cause we do controversial stuff. We do conspiracy theory type stuff. I, I mean, I love the conspiracy series, like anything that's a little bit like we did music conspiracy theories. We did yeah. sports conspiracy theories. We've done. You done the Sandy Hook? Uh, that the, the thing about the Sandy Hook thing, we actually talked about Sandy Hook, but we didn't talk about it on any of the uh, 
any of the uh, conspiracy theory episodes. Mm-hmm. That one was actually we actually did one. It was we, we the name of the the name of the episode is called Forbidden. Mm-hmm. It's the top ten videos that you will never see. Yeah, and we talked about you know um, we talked about the Arm uh, uh Rottenberg Cannibal video where he mm-hmm. videotaped himself eating the penis of Bert Brendis and consuming him. Isn't that the guy that put it online? Basically, no, he didn't. Put, no, he, web, he, but that no, he wanted. No, no, he didn't put it online, but he he found Bert Brendis through. Uh, a dark web website known as the Cannibal Cafe. Yeah, that's how it's found. Right. Uh, we talked about Christine Chubbuck's suicide video. We talked about uh, the Timothy Treadwell tape. Mm-hmm. The very last thing we talked about on that particular episode mm-hmm. was the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting, um, where a lot of the video was confiscated. And oh, that's wow. where a lot of people believe the conspiracy theory of it was a false flag operation. Mm-hmm. You know, but. The final four things that we talked about on that particular episode, forbidden the videos, the 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 because the, um, the first one we talked about was the Brussels Diamond Heist, mm-hmm. where over like a like hundred million dollars worth of diamonds completely disappear and no one knows where it go where it came where where they win or anything right. like that. Uh, we talked about um, like we said we talked we talked about the fucking um, um, Paul Bernardo. Uh, situation between him and Carla Homoka, mm-hmm. that situation. Um, we talked about the Sesame Street episode that was banned that had Margaret Hamilton from uh, Wicked Witch, the Wicked Witch of the, uh, the West. Yeah. Um, there was another episode. There was another uh, one. The, the, the final four that we talked about were um, the, the, the Boston Marathon bombing mm-hmm. and the videotape of who actually dropped the bomb. Right. Um, the... Uh, the, the 9-11 conspiracy about the about the Pentagon and all the uh, videotapes that were confiscated or were not just in the Pentagon, mm-hmm. but in the surrounding areas. That there was, was nothing right. Um, number two, the, num- the number two one uh, actually was more of a more of a sad one. It was Steve Irwin's death tape. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's the one. Like even me, right. as big a fan of as big a fan of Steve Irwin as I am, that's not something I want to see. No, right. You know what I mean? That's not it's like you want to keep the memory of Steve Irwin of how you know. Yeah. And God bless yeah. his kids for continuing his work and continuing his legacy. His legacy yeah. Exactly. You know. But that's one of those things. And again, like we've talked about in, as far as conspiracy theories go, like we talked about MK Ultra, we talked about like CIA. All that crazy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, we, we've had a whole lot of crazy episodes and stuff. And, you know, we, you know, like we did controversial video games. That one was, whew, that one was, that one had some doozies on it. Um, and, and even previous episodes before Roger uh, joined us onto the show, mm-hmm. um, we had uh, a lot of, like we've done, we did, first, like we did a catch up because we, we kind of foresee the whole, I don't know if we foresaw it or not, maybe foresee is the wrong word, but you know, because the pandemic happened um, February of uh, February, March of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, so we were like, so we, I mean, we, because we were recording because we worked together, we went down, you know, on the breaks at the same time, we would literally record every single day. Yeah. We had like 16, 17 episodes and we only dropped them on uh, Mondays, you know, yeah. we dropped a sports show on uh, Tuesday. But the sports show at that point, I think, was still every other week, you know, right. until like we started getting a little bit closer. Um, and then we were gone for like we didn't do any recording for almost six, seven, eight months. So, mm-hmm. so it was it was something like that. Um, uh, I can't remember the exact date that we started back again, um, but that was pretty much just a catch up. No, it had to have been because Piper was born in March of 2020. 
So yeah, so it wasn't so it wasn't that long. It was like maybe two months. Right. Um. So so but then we you know started recording uh, recording mobily, mm-hmm. um. And then we we had like night you know forgotten ninety snacks. You know what I mean? Snacks yeah. of, that we remember from the nineties, like three mm-hmm. Doritos and you know all these different ones and stuff. You know, and then we we jumped over and did all these different episodes from. It's talking about shit that was like the, the hilarious lawsuit episode, like you know the twenty most hilarious lawsuits ever filed. Right. You know, like the guy who sued the fire department he worked for because he had a fear of fires. <laughs> that's great. That's <laughs> not even a joke. Like that oh, is legit. He he sued them under the Americans with Disabilities Act, claiming that he had a fear of fire that was keeping him from doing his job. Nice. Dude, I laughed that video. We do or that podcast we laughed so hard at that dude it wasn't even fun now the, now the more recent one the more stupider one that surpassed that one was the guy who sued himself and because he was in prison at the time he uh, wanted the state to pay nice. so, and the, the, ju- the judge said that it was ludicrous but she did credit the mayor for having an initiative right initiative and creativity i mean, I mean, dude, I mean the create the the balls that, to do yeah, that, the you know what I'm saying? Right. The unmitigated gall, like well, I mean, you know, the ones that were won in the past. We all know that the reason it says "caution hot" on a McDonald's oh. coffee cup nowadays. We talked about that too, actually, is because of that. that. Yeah, and and it's crazy that hearing back, like if you didn't go through it and you tell somebody today that that wasn't aware of, they'd go, "No, you can't." Somebody couldn't sue somebody when it's like, oh, oh yes, they, they can. can and they will. Oh, there was just there was there was another one. Um, this one guy, and then I was listening to it today. That's how I can remember this offhand. This there was this one girl. I'm sorry, there was this one guy. His name was Brandon Vesmar. He sued a girl that he met on tent on on Bumble mm-hmm. because she went out on a date. And she stayed on her phone the whole time on the date. So he sw- he sued her to get the money that he paid for. Like he sued her because she was a bad date. Yeah, much. it was yeah. a date from hell. She just gave him twenty dollars and said, "Leave me alone." Oh <laughs> right? that's, that's gosh! A, but my question is, and I asked it on the show. My question is, okay, when she, when she gave you the twenty, did you did you go get her change and bring back the change? How that happened? You owed her house. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know if two dollars and sixty nine cents helps anything in the real world. Hell, you might get a McGain bang over at McDonald's or something. <laughs> well, so, before, I always thought that was bullshit. By the way, I always thought that that was a bullshit. You can order a gang bang. A Mick gang bang. A Mick gang bang. Yeah, it is McDonald's. <laughs> no, it's a McDouble and a mm-hmm. chicken sandwich together. I've recently heard of. Yeah, some of these. I th- I honestly God they thought that it was bullshit. Things, yeah. I thought it was Certain bullshit, terms. and then yeah, I honestly thought it was bullshit, and then. Went to McDonald's, hit the draft, and I'm like, this might be a dumb question. Do y'all have a McGangbang? He goes, how many you want? One, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it, I guess. Like, like, I was oh, so taken back. I'd be <laughs> like, I hope to God it's what they said it was, and it's a sandwich. I hope there's no I hope there's no mayo on the sandwich. Yeah, there's not, no mayo on the sandwich. not going to be good. No. Man, oh. before we wrap stuff up, what what does Movement Radio have coming out? I know you have a little bit of wrestling coming out, um, not so much stand-up anytime soon. So uh, we've been speaking about past episodes. What are some of the future episodes coming up? Is there anything in particular you're excited future about? Future episodes? Or? Oh, man, we got a lot uh, coming up. Um, we are starting to uh, – we have a brand-new series that's coming out soon. I don't want to drop the name of it just that's yet. Um, but I will say – I'll give you a little, a little bit of a preview or a spoiler, yeah. I guess – 
if you're a fan of true crime, mm-hmm. you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this awesome. episode, and we're going state by state with it. So that's okay. all I'm gonna let you know on that one. Um, we have our we, we have a top ten most influential new metal bands that's mm-hmm. gonna be coming out soon. Part two to the Hauntings of Canada in EW. Like newer, no, as new, opposed to, oh, new, new metal or new, new metal, new metal, like Limp Biscuit, like Limp Biscuit, Corn, okay. you know, bands like that, um, you know, because because we're fans of new metal at Movie Radio, um, but we're all, pro wrestlers. <laughs> name name one name one pro wrestler who started in at least the year two thousand that didn't come out to any form of new metal the like first five ten years yes, of this, yes. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like who's your who's one of your favorite? Even fans? The Undertaker. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. But uh, but no. But what I'm saying about the uh, about uh, we have um we we just recorded our latest episode of Rap Rewind, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we uh, we dive into uh, hip hop albums and we dissect them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, right now we're on a, we're on our Eminem uh, kick right now. Like we mm-hmm. just did, uh, we just recorded Relapse mm-hmm. and wasn't a good album, uh, but we got through it. We made it. You know. That episode, we also drop. We also have another series called Battle Topics, where we talk about all about hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Hauntings of, obviously, if you want to go check back and look at that stuff, which we do have the Hauntings of Canada coming out. Part two is coming, and we're not going to do the Hauntings of every other week like we have been doing. It's going to be more here and there, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe in a couple of months you'll get the Hauntings of England or the Hauntings of you know other places, you know. Um, but we also have uh, our, our our next rock retrospective is going to be about Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, that's gonna be the next one. Uh, the the, the Blink One Eighty Two talk about there. Oh yeah, um, but we try to like we don't we don't want to go too long with it. Like mm-hmm. we try to keep the episodes within the hour and a half to two hour range. Sometimes we exceed, sometimes we don't. Some hell, I think this. I think we just recently did a battle topic recently where it was like I think an hour and ten minutes. You yeah, know what I mean, so sometimes they're elongated, sometimes they're short. Mm-hmm. Um, our shortest episode. I think was, I think 29 minutes was our shortest episode. And that was the first episode where we were just, you know, getting into it. It's so funny because 10 years ago when I first had, uh, my brother kind of had the first idea for chronic conversations. Right. Um, That, that's how how that went is we would start a conversation and 10 minutes in, I was looking at it going, there's no way I can do this for half an hour. hour." (laughs) And now I've got these two and three hour episodes, man. Thanks for sitting here with me. Um, this evening, I loved having you on the show. Amen. Glad thank to you to my beautiful co-host for running the stuff back there for me on the technical side while she's setting up our buffet and our burgers. Thanks right. for that. That burger was very, very good, by the way. Thank you very much. Amazing. It was pretty thank good. It was pretty good. Sorry, I had we ate in front of you. I know so. Yeah, it happens. Some, some people like that. Um, couple quick things. Shout okay. out. Uh, shout out to everybody who's uh, watching this right now. Uh, MovementRadio.us. That's your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Follow me personally on Instagram. I won't, If I don't know you, I'm not going to accept you on Facebook because that's how you get hacked when you don't know somebody. But you can follow my, you can follow Talon Williams on uh, on uh, Facebook. That's my wrestling fan page. Uh, the Movement Radio fan page. You can also check that out as well. Um, I mean, like we said, you know, we, we do have a YouTube channel as well. So uh, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Um, you know, we got we got a lot of cool things coming down the pike. Eventually, it is going to lead to us doing more video content. Mm-hmm. I have to get a couple of more things. I got to get a I got to get a camera. Some first equipment. Equipment. Yeah, I got to get right, some, right. I got to get a couple more equipment. But it, but like when we have ideas about doing that too, we have ideas to 
you know, sit down and do like a let's play and get everybody like playing video games or mm -hmm. reviewing, like having reaction videos and things of that nature, you know, and, you know, cause you know, like, cause and my son, love my son to death and he's always like daddy you want to make a video and it's because like, because her his mom for christmas bought him a camera mm -hmm. and a green screen so now he nice. wants to do like the green screen stuff and i'm like yeah but you know but i try to tell him i'm like i know that you want to like go crazy with it slow down take your time think about what you want to do and then we'll and see execute, what, yeah. and execute yeah you know which he's got an idea about what he wants to do mm -hmm. He keeps telling me, he's like, I'm going to be like unspeakable. I'm going to be like, dude, perfect. I'm going to be like this person, that person. I said, you know, because in, in, in one way, in one hand, people can, you can, you can see in that situation, you do one of two things. You either shatter his dreams right when he's eight years old, or you encourage it and say, well, I'll tell you what, let me see what I can do. I'll make sure to get back with you, you know, because I feel like it's important to encourage kids to not do what they want. I think that's a horrible way to say it. Yeah. I think it's, if they want to try something, like I don't think it's 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 bad for them to try and fail at something, right? Because you're going to try and fail. Like I suck at baseball, or you may be good I at it, but sometimes you don't like it, right? You know, I right. mean, so there's there's you know there's right. kids need to try, yeah. Things, which sure. which he he loves like I me mean, again, like he's like me in a sense that like he loves playing video games, he loves you know stuff like that. Every like I I'll get I'll probably get home tonight and he'll be like, Daddy, you want to play Madden? Like. Yeah, well, I'll play a quick game with you, sure, buddy. But you can't. He said he, he would always say, "Well, you can't be the Dolphins." I'm like, "Okay, well, you can't be the Ravens." You know, right? My yeah. son became a Ravens fan. How? Here, here's how it happened. Oh no! We're watching Monday Night Football. It was it was week two. Was when the Ravens beat the Chiefs. Uh -huh. Right? Lamar had that run in the fourth quarter to win the game. Or whatever. Uh -huh. it, fourth quarter overtime. It was it was one or the other. And my son was like, "Who's that team?" I'm like, "Which team? The purple team? Who's what team is that?" I said. Oh, that's the Baltimore Ravens. He goes, okay, that's my team. And he walked out, and I was like, yeah, buddy, that's your team. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll forget we even had this conversation. Like six weeks later, in week eight, he came and he was like, hey, daddy, you want to watch football? And I'm like, I mean, it's it's Sunday night. I don't know what game it was. I think it right. was it was the Ravens versus somebody. Mm -hmm. And he was like, come on, watch it with me. And I'm like, all right. So we go to watch it, and he he was like, he's like, Lamar Jackson is the greatest quarterback ever. And I'm thinking. No, <laughs> I've done lost him. You know, I've lost him. You know, uh, Dan Marino, you ever heard of Dan Marino? You know, like right. you know, he never won a title. I know he didn't win a title. Shut up. You know, <laughs> you know. undefeated season though. Right, but no, no, that wasn't Marino though. That, that's that Bob. That's Bob Greasy. Yes. That's Bob Greasy. Larry Zonka, Paul Warfield. That 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 unit. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's another controversial thing. The uh, the uh, the the NFL trios who you got episode. A lot of people got upset about that one. That's. Well, you know, some of those are some of the best ones. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's the thing. I mean, you you would not believe the hate that we got for some of those, man. Some of those, man, you were like, you're like, how can you say this is this? How are you going to do this? I'm like, make your own list. Like, right, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not toting this is the greatest this, list no, of all time. I'm not saying it. I'm not presenting you know? it as truth. It's simply perspective. Right. And it's not, and, it, it, and it's a two to one vote or a three oh vote. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. There's three of us. Right. You know, so it's not like, Oh, two of us think think one thing, and the, the one over here is like, "Nope, I'm right. This is what it is." Yeah, you have to go by you know, th you know, two to one odds, or you know, two to one or three or three oh. You yeah. know, a lot of times that, and a lot of times the majority of them come down to a three oh two oh a two one decision. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, and th but that but that's the fun thing about movement radio is that we, we 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 love what we do. We love having fun. We love you know. Having conversations, laughing, joking, cutting up. We actually we're gonna do a part two to this. 
-hmm. We haven't done it yet. And I promise I'll shut up after this. Uh, we did a Would You Rather episode. You know the episode? Nice. We did a Would You Rather yeah. episode. And from like minute 13 to minute 16, it's just me and Chip hysterically laughing to the point that we can't even talk. You know what I'm saying? Like we're surprised we didn't disturb the people above us or below us. You know, right. we're on the third floor. So, I mean, it, I mean but yeah, it, it's legit one of the funniest episodes we've ever done in our life. And we want to recapture that magic at some point. I mean, we, we, there's been a lot of episodes where you just, that's the one thing about movement radio. You're either going to laugh your ass off or you're going to learn something. Yeah. Either way, it's a good And you're going to find something that you want to watch. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. just tell me you had how many shows? 285? 252. 252. 252. Okay, so nearly 300 episodes, basically. Yeah. Uh, one for every day of the year. You're going to find something you like. Exactly. And um, we also got other guests coming on. Um, I've, I've been in talks with, uh, I don't know if you know him or not, but I've been in talks with uh, uh, Anthony Hall, a.k.a. Velvet Jones. Uh, he's going to be on the podcast soon. I've talked to, the fuck is that? Um, that's right. Okay. Uh, Roger's got, uh, I think those ninja, uh, them ninjas podcast is also going to be on us. Uh, nice. I'm going to, we're going to try to get uh GMB, uh, uh, on the, on the podcast as well. Uh, you know, yeah, I just, you know, I've, I've always called him nephew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, he might go by something else. Now to me, he's always been nephew. So I'm gonna keep calling him nephew. <laughs> uh, also my boy Reese, uh, you know, also, you know, rapper, battle rapper and stuff like that. You know, we're going to try to get him on the show as well. Nice. Um, my good, but my, uh, my good buddy, Eric Waller, who, uh, who was, who was in a band. I don't know if he's still in the band, uh, terminal overdrive. Is that Jamie's husband? Jamie. Yeah. That's Jamie's husband. Yeah. Do you know Jamie? I, know I worked with yes. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> small <Amanda>. world. <laughs> I worked with her at Logan's. Yeah, she's awesome. She yeah. is amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. It, she's she's gonna be covered in more tattoos by oh, the time she's, she, she she gets. I swear she gets a tattoo every week. Yes, yeah, she does. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm so, yeah. And by the way, this hurts. Just let everybody know this ring finger tattoo hurts like a yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, but anywho. Oh, that's all, man. That's all you got. You sure? <laughs> all right, man. Well, unless you got something you want to, you know, because we can stretch it out. If well, you want. we we're gonna do this just again. like a wrestling match. You stretch I, it I out. Have one half, both halves of the movement. Now, I would actually like to have you and Chip on as a pair. So be looking out for that episode in the future. We'll get right. all that. Yeah, me here, Chip sure. there, you off in the distance, like yeah. yeah. Be like I thought Chip would just sit in our lap like he usually. Does. <laughs> be like one of them RF video <laughs> shoots. RF video shoots or something. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, K-Fab man. commentaries. K-Fab commentaries. <laughs> well, man, I tell everybody this, and I wanted to tell you as well that um, time is the most precious gift you can give because you can't get it back. Amen. And you decided to share uh, a ton of your time, uh, sharing pieces of your life, your heart, and your story, and I appreciate it and love you, brother. I love you too, man. Thank you, brother. Come back to see us. Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Thank you for watching. Bye, Jennifer. Bye. Bye. Live life hard. <laughs> <laughs>